Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. <sighs> All right. Hi. 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 I want me some glory hope. Dude. You ain't mouse. I'm the boss. Pocahontas. It's a me, a man, a Garcia. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Uh, um, uh, uh. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on this Monday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250 930 online pr927fm.com and watch the show on facebook live and youtube subscribe to pirate radio tv on youtube and also follow us on facebook you can catch this show the brian bailey show and of course all of our pre and post ecu basketball coverage including the fallout from yesterday's loss to south florida pirates falling at home Two of the Bulls, we got the Mike uh, Schwartz press conference on YouTube and Facebook. Some player comments as well. And pretty soon we'll be covering some baseball out at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Got uh, some football to talk about today coming off a wild card weekend and the Hula Bowl, which saw a couple of Pirates in action. We'll talk to one of those Pirates coming up in just a moment. Also on today's show, Double B, Brian Bailey will join us. In the second hour and in hour three, we'll talk to Touchdown. Tony Collins, ECU Hall of Famer, will recap the wild card weekend and talk Bucks Cowboys coming up tonight right here on Pirate Radio. So a lot to get to. Great show on tap. Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt, Troy D to my left. Hello, everyone. Hello, Clip. How are you, man? I'm doing great and excited to talk some football with our guest here in hour number one, former East Carolina offensive lineman noah henderson joining us on the program today noah great to see you and have you in how you doing man for sure appreciate it good to be here great to be here we say former but uh you were a junior you technically could have come back you had another year if you wanted to come back let's talk about what led to the decision to decide to to go pro versus coming back to east carolina next year um well i graduated in december i'm a december grad fall and you know i I did five years. I just felt like I did my time, and I was at my peak, and I was ready to play at the next level. So that the extra year, would that have been in kind of the technical COVID year, I guess a lot of people yeah, call it? Yeah, that would have been COVID. So it was year. just the timing was right yeah, for this. good timing. Uh, you had a big weekend this weekend. You were part of the Hula Bowl festivities. Of course, the quarterback gets a lot of attention there. Yeah. But uh, offensive uh, line has got to protect that quarterback. you got to uh, got to get out there one more time uh, with your buddy Holton, I saw. Yeah, uh, it was another great experience with my quarterback you know uh me and him were both able to be starters for that game so it was a, a great deal we were uh, able to make more memories you know just to be able to block his blind side one more time we talked to holden he said almost the week leading up to the game is more important than the game itself where you make connections talk to teams you get in that practice with coaches and everything how about for you Noah? did you see that kind of leading up to the game what was the week like for you oh yeah uh the practices were most definitely more important because you know we spent a lot of time talking to the coaches, learning from a lot of NFL legends. Like our whole coaching staff was former NFL head coaches or guys coaching the other leagues. So, you know, that was really the time that we needed. 
the NFL and, and especially the draft process, it, you know, a big part of it obviously is talent and having the ability. But then a lot of it, it, it's just, it's almost like any job interview. It's connections. It's who you know, knowing the right people, timing. Uh, and I think something like this, we were talking off the air earlier, the, the people that you were able to meet, the scouts you were able to interact with and get to know them on a personal level, that really is as important as the game itself, is that they get to see you up close and personal. They get to kind of do a mini combine with you there during practices if they want to yeah. and uh, you know get to know Noah Henderson better. Uh, take us through that part of it as how important that was and who you had a chance to talk to. Well, yeah, a lot of the time, people don't know, a lot of the time allotted for us at the Hula Bowl is to talk to the scouts. You spend your whole day. Uh, you can set up meetings throughout the time that you're there, like after practice, during practice, before you're talking to the scouts, you're answering those hard questions. You know, you're just letting them get to know you on a personal level. Well, well, that's really uh, what that time is for. You know, it kind of helps you later down the road when you might get to the combine or pro day when it's time to answer those hard questions. Who did, who did you talk to the most maybe while you were there? Um I talked to maybe the Bills the most, the Giants. Uh, there's a long list. Like, my day was full talking yeah. to every team, but those are probably the two teams I talked to the most. What do they want to know, like, when you when you talk to them? What were they asking you? Um, they really don't want to know football. They want to know who you are. Like, they really want to know how you are off the field, how you interact with people, um, what's important to you in life, and, and how can they trust you? How can they bring you in and know that you're going to be the right one for their program? Yeah. You know who needs an uh, offensive lineman clip? Who's that? The Chicago Bears. Well, Washington or, could use a few, too. Yeah. I think every team <laughs> Have could you, use some offensive Anyone lineman. from the Bears happen to give you a hello? How you doing? Yeah, I did speak to the Bears for a short period of time. All right. You don't uh, want to go there. No, no. I mean, you could be part of the uh, rebuild. You could be part of the start uh, of a new of, dynasty. Speaking of talking, though, you said you're a very personable guy. Uh, were you always this comfortable talking to folks? Is something you grew into? I mean, yeah. Uh, I think I get it from my mom. She's a military background person. My dad, too, as well. But, you know, I've always felt like I've been an outgoing person. Uh, I come from a, a variety of places. As a military child, I've lived everywhere. I've, I've had to adapt to getting to know new people and yeah. talking to people. So that's always helped me. Noah Henderson joining us live in studios. We open up PRL today and a former offensive lineman here for East Carolina now making himself available for the NFL. That is the next step and obviously the next big goal. I guess the next thing is the combine. We talked to Holton about this. You know, it, the combine is kind of a little bit of mystery on how who gets invited and mm -hmm. when. Uh, it's not a, a one size fits all. I guess they do it at different times and they yeah. kind of pick and choose who they want. And it, they're not done inviting folks, from what I understand. So what is the status of you potentially being able to get invited to the combine? I mean, it's it's just a waiting game. You're waiting to see uh, who they're going to pick. They're still sending out invites now. So, you know, you just wait and see if you get your opportunity. And obviously that's something I'm sure you'd love to, to oh, go yeah. to. Uh, but if you don't, it, does, it doesn't prevent you from achieving your goals. Uh, up next, it would be ECU Pro Day, where you'd uh, have a, a, a ton of scouts here to – you know, uh, see what what's going on, but before then, what are you doing between now and then? Because I got to imagine staying in tip top physical conditioning is probably the the goal. What do you, how do you do it? Who do you do it with? Where are you doing it? Oh yeah, right now I'm set up to go train in Tennessee. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna focus. It's a it's a six day six day week um, running, uh, training to run forties, uh, verticals, all that good stuff. You know that you're gonna do in pro day and combine. Just trying to perfect and be the best that you can be at those events so all those drills that's what you'll be doing every day that's basically your job for the next couple months yes basically 
uh troy asked you earlier how much time you got today you said you actually got some time which is new for you right so yeah. what's it like to not be on that schedule noah we need you here then you got to do schoolwork. then you're here like what's that yeah. like to have some free time uh it's a little hard because you kind of have to figure out what's important to you and you have to utilize that time as much as possible like right now i'm i'm still in greenville so i still have to do the treatment and make sure i'm staying in tip-top shape and i'm not just sitting around eating junk food all day <laughs> noah henderson joining us no when so what was the the weekend like you play in the game when'd you get back here to greenville uh i flew back into virginia saturday right after the game like we took a bus right from the game to the airport and i drove back from virginia last night gotcha did you watch football yesterday uh, no, I took a break from football. <laughs> I always ask the guys that, like, when you do have free time, do you watch it, follow it, or, or do other things? How about you? Like, what are your other things you're interested in, hobbies, things like that? Uh, I spend a lot of time with my son. If I'm not with him, I'll call him, FaceTime him. Uh, I rest a lot because most of the time I just I just want to relax and sleep. I might watch a couple shows here and there, but they're usually there to watch me and let me go to sleep. I like that. We have a lot in common. I like to do those <laughs> the things, The shows too. watch you go yeah. to sleep. Rest I've sleep. never heard that. I like yeah. that. Uh, this is the first time we've talked, at least on the air, um, since the Birmingham Bowl. We've mm-hmm. had some discussions off the air about it. But, uh, you know, what an experience that was for yeah. you to be able to end your college career on that type of uh, up note and, you know, strong finish. I know you. that, w- that was a, a great week for you guys. Yeah, that was a great week. Um, it was just great to be at a bowl game and actually get to play this year because, you know, last year it was taken from us. Um, it was just a great feeling to actually get there and then to actually win and bring something back to ECU and to Greenville that everybody can be proud of and something that they can build off of. Coastal seemed – they were a little – I don't want to say – dirty but they seem to play a little edgy at times uh, and I, as i said i don't know if dirty is the right term maybe it is uh but <laughs> what did, what were you hearing down there in the trenches you know uh, there every day were they i mean every play were they just kind of talking trash the whole time i mean it's the usual football talk is they were a little chippy but you know that's okay they can be chippy uh we pride ourselves especially my o-line and what i came from we you you were just gonna have to be tougher than us. You could talk all you wanted to. We were gonna keep going because we knew what we can do. But you know the usual uh, talking the the trash. But it's all good. It's football. Yeah. Seems like most of the talking, at least what we see, happens on the outside with receivers, DBs. So like, how much talking goes on in the uh, trenches there? Between a lot. You? A lot of talking <laughs> goes on. That. A lot of unheard <laughs> things. A lot of things that you know you probably wouldn't say to your mom, but that's okay. Can you do that for 60 minutes and then shake hands after the game? Like, Or some guys, it's like, all right, we're, we're just not cool. Yeah, most most of us can. There's some guys who take it to heart, or maybe after a loss they might feel right. a little way. But, you know, I feel like it's, it's a part of the game, and if, if that's your game talking, I feel like sometimes I may have to talk to you and, and say a few things to see if I can get you out of your game. But after the game, it's all love. We're competitors. We're going to keep going. Uh, no, what are you hearing from the, the scout, especially the scouts you talk to? I know you've got an agent now, too. Um, you know, and sometimes people might tell you what you want to hear, but what, mm-hmm. what's kind of the real talk that you're hearing? Because the offensive lineman's a position I, at every level of football is hard to find. It's yeah. hard to find good ones. And, you know, you guys don't get a lot of the headlines, but without a good offensive line and even defensive line, you're not going to win many football games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is the foundation to any successful football team. There's a massive need for, for good O-linemen. Uh, what, what are you hearing as far as your prospects from others? Um, really just tackles are dominant in the rough right now. Um, 
that my size and my ability is something that's kind of rare. You know, that's kind of an upside for me. And you know, a lot of people just like my physic, uh, my physicality. They like the I can move for a big guy. I've got pretty good feet and uh, finishing. Everybody just wants to see me be aggressive. Everybody knows that I I tend to play with a chip on the shoulder. So that's that's all they want to see. I think you're one of those guys you mentioned. You know, diamond in the rough type. That you might not have all the headlines and accolades of, of some of these guys coming out of you know an alabama or lsu but mm-hmm. i think you're gonna see the right per- the right person's gonna see and go damn where'd we f- where'd you find this guy yeah uh and i think you could end up having an incredible pro career so i just think you know just keep up the good work i mean what you're doing and as you said you can't you can try and get stronger and faster but your size is your size mm-hmm. and uh for folks that don't know tell you know tell us how big you are right now i'm 6'6 315 pounds yeah, so that not only tall but strong. We were talking about your high school days. How much weight did you gain from freshman year ECU to your your biggest Noah? Oh, I probably, I think at the most at ECU I've weighed like three thirty five. Um, so that's about I came in at about two eighty five, so mm. about fifty sixty pounds. What's your, what's your ideal weight? You know. What um, I liked being 300 pounds, but once I got to about 315, I've I've kind of adapted into it and built into this build and kind of worked around it. So I like like where I'm at right now. And what are the you know the average guy on the on a line in an NFL? So um, what are they you know measuring up at right now? It ranges on height. You know, a lot of guys might be tall. They might be about six eight. So about the 300 to about 330 range is a. So you're right in, right yeah, where you need to be. Right in the middle. Yeah. We were talking about your high school, and uh, I asked if you played basketball, and you said, yeah, and I just assumed you were in the paint, you know, getting rebounds and stuff. You said you played the three. Like, yeah. who are these giants on your basketball team? <laughs> How are you the little guy on your basketball team? He's throwing mean, up threes. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're just where I, uh, where I grew up, there's just a lot of a lot of big guys. I, I wasn't the biggest guy, as always, so wow. sometimes you got to step out and, and shoot the three. And yeah, looking like uh, Frank Thomas over at first base, too. You say you play yeah. some baseball, pitching. Yeah, yeah I played first. Uh, baseball is really – baseball is my first love. I probably played baseball my entire life. I didn't play football until my junior year of high school. So, really? Wow. Yeah. So what what made you make the switch from to football from baseball? Um, I actually lived overseas with my mom. She's active duty uh, military. So I moved back to the U.S. my junior year and – my first day of high school in the U.S. was my first day of practice. Wow. And you kind of got hooked, I guess, after yeah, that. Yeah, I kind of got hooked. Uh, the offer started rolling. I started balling. I was like, hey, I can do something with this. When did you hit your growth spurt? I've always been tall. Oh, yeah? So it's never been like a, a jump. I right. was always been a taller kid. Where did you live overseas? I lived in Bahrain. Wow. It's in the Arabian Peninsula. Yeah, I don't know off where that the, is. It's, it's off the coast of Saudi Arabia. Okay. Well, and, and how long were you there? Uh, about four and a half years. Wow. Really? What was that experience like? It was great. Uh, it's a different... It's different. It's not what people expect. It's not like the desert. It's very westernized, but right. it's another experience for real. Huh. What a unique background you have. Yeah. Really. That's cool. Uh, let's take a break. Can you stick with us another second? Gotcha. I want to ask about... I mean, it's awesome we're sitting here talking to you, hula bowl, bowl win, because there was a time where... We didn't know if Noah Henderson was going to play, right, mm-hmm. with the injury. So yeah. I want to talk about that journey with you uh, and where you are today. A lot more with Noah Henderson, former Pirate O-lineman, when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT experts since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Cliff Rock, Troy D, and Noah Henderson hanging out in the Pirate Radio studios. We talked hula bowl a moment ago. We're talking during the break about the drills training you did during the week, um, Noah. But how about actually putting together some plays to run on the game uh, for Saturday? What was, you know, how the install and things like that? I guess it was probably some basic, basic stuff, but did it take a while to get that, or was that pretty easy for you guys? Um, we came in with a basic install, but for me it was fairly easy because it was basically, it felt like ECU's playbook. Maybe a switch of names and, you know, a couple numbers and things like that, but we ran the basic zone, mid-zone, counters, couple protections all you really had to do was remember the name that was all all right there you go noah anderson joining us Noah, before the break i mentioned that it's awesome you're here talking about this getting ready for the next chapter of your career because uh you went through a lot of injuries at east carolina that kept you out for what almost an entire season yeah, right? an entire uh, year and uh and and so where are you today with the back and and uh and health wise oh i'm a lot further ahead than i was that year as you know i I was almost told that I wouldn't be able to play again. Uh, my back is feeling a lot better, a lot better. Uh, you know, I just have to do the little things to make sure I can keep going. Was it one of those things where, like, you didn't have any surgery or anything, right? Was no. it just about healing up, kind of rest? Giving it time, you know, to fix yourself on its own. And me doing the little things like losing the weight and building my core strength and doing the things I need to do to get back on the field. Do you have any other injuries during the season? Everybody gets banged up, but anything that uh, bothered you this year? Uh, no, that's been all. That's good. Yeah, I mean to to especially in a position <laughs> that you're getting. I mean, you're having a car wreck every play. Right? Yeah, you know, I every mean, play. Uh, there are look. There's a difference between certain positions, mm-hmm. and uh, not all positions have contact every yeah. play. You're in a, one of those positions. If you're in the game, always th- there's no playoff. You are ha- you can take a playoff, you get steamrolled. Yeah. You know, but it's you, look bad you, you do. you're in a position that it's major contact every single time. Yeah. It's it's just something that uh being an offensive lineman, you gotta come to love. You gotta uh be able to accept that you're not gonna get all the love, but you're gonna do the most work every play, but yeah, you know. you're. It's a different breed, man. You ever I, get I mean, tired of us talking about Holton and Keaton and everybody? I, know, I was and thinking not about Noah Henderson. Uh, no, because <laughs> at the same time, I've been blessed that my running backs and my quarterbacks they've always taken care of us like i mean you live for the glory but you know we get taken care of <laughs> yeah but you're not you know most offensive linemen aren't me guys yeah you know you can't you're be not a all. wide receiver yeah you can't <laughs> yeah. be you have to as an offensive lineman you kind of have to embrace that you're a team guy yeah. no matter what did you ever try to get uh coach houston or or coach kirkpatrick to maybe call a, a fullback dive to you or like a, t- a uh, tackle pass or anything yes i tried for two years <laughs> like a I william tried. perry type of situation yeah, or one of them uh, tackle maybe. eligible yeah that would have been awesome anytime i could touch a ball in practice i tried i promise <laughs> I, you i, I did. don't know why we didn't empty the playbook like that in birmingham <laughs> that would have been well they had holden catch a pass but it not did. no 
Noah. I would have liked to see you run with it. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit faster than Hope. <laughs> hey, we'll find out come uh, pro day, maybe. So uh, you put Shank into retirement almost. Well, not retirement. <laughs> you made him change jobs over at ECU. But uh, how was he? You know, you've, you've been with him a long time, too. Yeah, uh, Shank's a great guy, great coach. Um, it kind of hit me this week being at the Hula Bowl, just uh, taking into account all the lessons I've learned, the techniques, the little things he's taught me over the past four and a half years that he really knows what he's talking about. I was able to do things a little bit better than guys who've been playing at P5 level for the past five, six years just because of things I've learned from Shank. So I, I really appreciate uh, what he's done for me and what he's done for our program. I've heard, I saw that video where you uh, the players were asked to name the biggest Grinch on ECU. And mm-hmm. some people, maybe you included, said yeah. Coach Shank. <laughs> uh, but I've always asked Shank at every media day, like, how do you still relate to guys in today's football but he he always manages to do it he always says guys want to be coached and guys want to be coached hard you just got to learn how to coach each individual and he seems like he does that with you guys yeah he does a great job he he really tries to find a way how to uh specifically coach every guy in the room like he mike couldn't talk to me the way he talked to an ashaw struther or a justin ray so he really embraces that uh you know he's been around a long time, so he he's kind of seen it all, done it all. Noah Anderson joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios, uh, getting ready to go out to train, just chilling right now. I wanted to do a little get to know Noah, and I want you to jump in on this because you're good with these questions. Get to too. Noah, Noah. <laughs> get to Noah, Noah. Um, I had the I've had the pleasure to eat with you a couple times at Parker's yeah. Barbecue this season. So, and look, it takes a lot of fuel to keep guys like this going. You got to imagine on a on a major D one level, um, you know you're just not eating little debbies and snack cakes. Yeah. Um, so I've seen the damage you could do on a family style, which mm-hmm. is impressive. I was wondering that what is your like? What's your favorite food? Chicken wings. All right. So if you could only eat one thing, it would be chicken. What flavor? It would be wings. Um, barbecue. All right. All right. So if you want to do something nice for Noah. It's barbecue yeah. chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Which uh, wings over, uh, yeah. no doubt for you guys so this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, get that a special, was a great deal. <laughs> get a delivery over there. It'd be very happy. Um, all right, what's your favorite movie to watch um, of all time? If you had to pick one, what would it be? The Expendables. All right. Uh, That's a cool one. Action. Yeah. Uh, your favorite, uh, I guess, TV show, if, if people even watch TV anymore. Uh, Duck Dynasty. All right. Well, not that's a that. great show. Y'all were talking about that show, Shirley. What was the uh, football trivia you brought out with Doug Dynasty? Yeah, that uh, Phil Robertson was the starting quarterback for Louisiana Tech, and Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw was his backup. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. must be streaming that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't even know if they have it doesn't episodes. come on. Anymore. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a classic. Now, uh, what's your favorite pastime? Outside of football, I want to do that. You kind of mentioned sleeping earlier, but I don't know if that's a pastime. What, what, what's your favorite activity, I should say, outside uh, of football? I love the outdoors. So at home, I have four wheelers, dirt bikes, uh, golf carts. So no, fishing. I love the fish. All right. Another fisherman. We'll have to get him and Bryce. Inshore, offshore? Uh, inshore. Okay. I don't, I'm not really a big saltwater guy. I feel like the ocean is just too easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too many options. Yeah, like, you like a challenge? Options. I like a okay. challenge. Fair enough. All right. Who's uh who's playing Noah Henderson in the uh they make a blindside type movie? <laughs> the about Noah you? Henderson story. Yeah. <laughs> who's the uh actor playing you? Um 
Do they have to make it now or years later? Well, You're, we can do one now, do. and then we can do one years yeah. later. We can do we can do a, a, a sequel. Yeah, I think my son could do it. <laughs> You're gonna have him. Yeah, is, is he uh, grown up to be an actor? You think? Yeah, most definitely. He's got the personality. He is, he is me all the way. Now, you see, I imagine you said he's four. He's four, but I he, imagine he's a large four year old. He's four. He probably wears the clothes of a seven year old. Yeah. Any truth to the rumor? Mike Houston's already extended him an offer. Yeah, I've been hearing around. <laughs> Speaking of dynasties, yeah, a new Henderson coming through. God, you know we're going to be sitting here clip like, yeah, freaking. Uh, 16. Like we did with Robert Jones, Zay Jones. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that before. 14 years from now, going, remember when we were talking to your dad? His dad? <laughs> well, keep an eye out. Yeah. That's awesome. That'd be fantastic. Um, let's see. I get, we're going non. Yeah. We're non- going non football items. I was kind of. Uh, no, if you weren't a football player, what uh, what would you. What did you get your degree in? Like, what's your profession? Business, uh, my degree is in business management with a concentration in MIS. So MIS is like uh, Microsoft Word and like computer stuff. Okay. So I would like the IT world. All right. You think one day you'll be in that? Yeah. Any like post playing career? Any thoughts on coaching, staying in football? Or you want? You think you'll get out of it? Um. Yeah, I do. Kind of want to stick around football. I mean, I feel like I've learned to create a passion for this game that I don't want to. It's kind of hard to let go. So I, I'm going to try to stick around for as long as I can. What was your favorite thing about living in Greenville? Um, Greenville feels like home to me. Um, I come from a small town, just like Greenville is kind of. So it just it's a home feeling. It uh, feels natural. You get a lot of love and support everywhere you go. You know, it just it feels good. We got some uh, YouTube questions. If y'all want to throw in a question, you can. Uh, what was your favorite uniform combo at ECU? Uh, the retro for sure. Yeah, the those retro. Are sharp. That was that might be the best. Do you get to keep that jersey? Uh, we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you better try to we're get kinda, it's, on it. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get jerseys sometimes from players. Yeah. players. They, so, they want to hold on for the next year. Yeah, and I think. guys coming in. And part of it is, is we just don't have a huge excess. Yeah. We don't get new jerseys every year, unfortunately, mm-hmm. like some programs probably. Yeah. So if they give yours away. Yeah, see, then they've got to go get a new one. But I think and it's they a big can, one. <laughs> I think they can figure it out. Yeah. Do you have a favorite NFL team you'd like to play for? Uh, I've always been a Dallas Cowboys fan. So big game if, tonight. If I was able to get that opportunity, that would be great. What do y'all think about tonight? I'm taking the Cowboys. It's hard to go against Tom Brady. I, I'm, I know. A, I'm a Washington fan, so I hate the Cowboys, yeah. but I, I'm picking the Cowboys to win tonight. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Tom has it in him anymore. Well, I mean, the only thing they've got, it's hard to count them out. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I've seen this happen before, and it's on their home field, so they do have home field advantage. But uh, I don't know. You know, it's going to be a, a tough. That de- defense is crazy. What year were you born, though? 2000. So you've never seen the Cowboys win a road playoff game? No. They haven't won one since 93. In his lifetime. In your life. This could be the first. Could be it. <laughs> or it might not be. Because <laughs> I, I was, you know how crazy the NFL is, Clip. We were, you know, talking over the weekend. Man, all the games I thought would either be these teams. Won, we, I remember when I was on here Thursday and we were joking about I didn't want to miss the um, – Dolphins game play the Bills like oh they're gonna get blown out you know if they did for about a quarter and yeah, then but they if they could have done a little better time management they might have won that game yeah and then uh, look the, I thought the Jags were gonna especially at halftime I don't know why I even stuck with it the second yeah, half I'm glad I did 
I was like, you know what? Let's just, there's nothing else on. I'll just stick with it. They, they, piece by piece, they didn't come back. What an incredible comeback. It was an awesome weekend. We'll, uh, we'll run down the games, but uh, hopefully another great one coming up tonight. Cowboys, a slight road favorite against the Bucks. We'll have it here right here on Pirate Radio. Uh, some other questions. Uh, biggest rival at ECU? Who'd you like playing against the most while you were at ECU? Um, who do I like playing the most? I only got to play against State once. I really wanted to play against Chapel Hill another time in my career. But so I you played State. against them when? Chapel Hill was my freshman year, and I didn't play that year. Gotcha. Um, well, here's a tough one for you to answer, and it got tougher because Noah Henderson won't be there. How does ECU beat Michigan to open the season next year? Mm. Um, <laughs> just be themselves. I mean, it's football. Anything can happen. You never know. Uh, I've seen small teams beat bigger teams before, just like a, a Marshall beating a Notre Dame. So it's, yeah. it can happen. It's possible. They just got to they've got to go out and handle business and, and beat ECU football. I guess is that one of the downsides of not coming back next year that you would Yeah, I don't to get to, to play at the big house. Yeah, that would yeah. be kind of cool. I would that was think. most definitely a thought, but you know, that's how life works out. Yeah. Uh, Miss Simone says, I love you, son. Yeah, thanks, Mom. Love you, too. <laughs> oh, thank you for watching, Mom. <laughs> Noah was talking <laughs> about his awesome. background. I, Troy, if we opened up the line and said, all right, caller 12 gets to guess where Noah was born, and if you get it right, you win a million dollars, we wouldn't have to give away a million dollars. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody would be able to guess. Only so. person I've, per- I've ever met born in Iceland. Yeah. Yeah. So right you. when we thought your background was already unique, it gets mm-hmm. more unique. <laughs> How long were you there? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, my mom could probably answer that. I think almost two years. Man. Not long. So though. you have been around. Uh, yes, I have. That's awesome. Uh, Noah Henderson joining us. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's a good one. We used to ask the uh, the baseball, some of the football guys. Uh, how many fourth graders do you think you could beat up at one time? <laughs> For Noah Henderson, that's got to be a pretty big number. Yeah, so uh, you've, got, you've got all these fourth graders coming at you. How many could you take care of? Um, Got a couple on the legs, a couple around. Before what? They bring them like down to the ground? I guess so. What's the end game? Yeah. Yeah. Fourth graders? Kids are getting big now. They are getting bigger. I might can take it like 25 to 30. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd put the over under 20 at least. Yeah. All right, we've got 25. Bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I'm friends with the principal over at Eastern Elementary. Let's set it up. <laughs> yeah, this could be a it. fun playground activity. Could be some lawsuits. Maybe no. We'll wait. We're going to need, them to, yeah, we might need not. some parents to sign some releases. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> no child will be harmed. We just want to see what happens. You were um, in uh, Iceland two and a half years, by the way. Yes, there according she According to your mother. So. <laughs> What's the chicken question, Clint? we used to ask oh, yeah. that, that was a good one would it you, was um 10 chicken sized gorillas or would you rather fight 10 chicken sized gorillas or one gorilla sized chicken all right it gets confusing so let me uh, let me just dumb it down because i even get confused by this the, the gorillas are little chicken sizes yeah so you got 10 of them but they're gorillas they're gorillas but or, they're the size of a chicken or, though what's that but they're the size of a chicken yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or 10 of those are or one, one big chicken all right giant chicken yeah. yeah one giant just chicken. a gorilla size i think i'm about the size of a gorilla though or close so to would it. you take the chicken on with the beak and Be all a that fair fight i mean all the chicken's the... got is a beak yeah true yeah, you could true. Step i on think it. i could, I got I could scratch you yeah. i can wrestle the the chicken <laughs> <laughs> I think, could you imagine but you could stomp on the i know i thought you'd kick the little gorillas yeah. Yeah. they probably got some strength though yeah they they might be strong back little, at you yeah 
Yeah. Could you imagine the wings on that after you're done fighting it though? And you grill them up? Yeah, that's, see, that's what I'm thinking about. Thinking about eating. Yeah. These are, you just don't get these type of questions anyway. We're, the, we're preparing him yeah. for the so, combat. Yeah, yeah. These, are great. these are the type of questions they might ask you. Oh, yeah. Did what you get it? any, like, are you a cat or a dog or those kinds of stuff? Um, no, but pretty close. They yeah. do hit you with some weird questions. Yeah, I think if you you end up in the combine, they do an interview yeah, portion. That's, that's where they, they kind of try and trick you up mm-hmm. and have some bizarre stuff. Yeah, and, most uh, definitely. And then you got to take what's that test you take? It's Wonderlick. Wonderlick test. Yeah, I took man. that already. Yeah, I don't think it's, it wasn't that hard, was it? It's not hard. It's it's just basic stuff. Yeah. You just look at it like, why am I doing this? It's, it's more. It's, <laughs> well, I've always been told it's kind of common sense stuff. Yeah, they just want to make sure sense. you kind of have common sense. Yeah, like, and it's a. Um, they're not. It's not the SAT. They're trying to, you know, do. And they they try to trick you because they give you a time limit, and you you kind of think, oh, I need to try to get all of this done, but it really doesn't matter. Like you just go through and you answer the questions, yeah. just like you can. Did you, how did you uh you got your degree was schoolwork pretty yes. easy for you? How'd you do it in school? Uh schoolwork was easy. When I got to college, you kinda had to work a little bit more, you know, when you get into your degree classes. Yeah. But as long as you sit down and do it, it's not really hard. You yeah. just gotta do it. You guys become pretty good at and I guess growing up in your background too, pretty regimented, like you you become pretty good at knowing where to be, when to be, all that stuff. Yeah, it kinda uh it's like a schedule you can't get out of your head. Like now, I, I have times where I wake up at five in the morning and I'm like, "Where, where, where do I, I where do I need to be?" <laughs> or you're checking your phone, you're checking your teamwork. Luckily, I deleted the app, so I don't have to look at it anymore. But you're kind of always worrying, like, "Okay, where do I need to be? What do I need to do? What do I have to do tomorrow?" Yeah, because there's always a next. It's always yeah, always. Uh, let's take another break. We'll come back. No, you can stick around. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll talk a little NFL playoffs, other things going on, and more. If you have a question for Noah Henderson, crazy or football related, <laughs> you can get that in. And, and Clip, I'll tell you what. If someone wants to call in and talk to Noah before he leaves uh, to go train for the NFL, 317-1250, We'll open up the phone lines if you'd like to call in and uh, talk to Noah and this next of them for one more segment. We'll do that, too. All right. We're back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. We've got another 10 or 12 minutes to go with Noah Henderson joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Great interview with Noah, and uh, you're definitely going to excel in that part of the the next level, talking to GMs, coaches, scouts, things like that. I call uh, it the likability factor. Yeah. Yeah, high scores. I think I do great at that. Hey, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Pretty, you're a first-rounder if that's yeah. what they go by. i got to be honest, man. Uh, no, we were, we were kind of talking about this during the break, but uh, I wanted to ask you about how much are you aware of like things being said? Uh, there's a lot of good uh, that's said out there about you, about the the team there's also when you lose a game 
Coach Houston needs to be fired. Donnie Kirkpatrick stinks. Everybody, you know, everybody stinks. So I'm sure you see it whether you want to or not, but how do you process stuff like that online? Um, I think as I've matured and got older as a player, you you realize if you're not in that circle, in that locker room, if you're not the guy that's – if you're not one of those guys that's waking up 5 o'clock in the mornings or in the winter, you kind of have to just – opinions are going to be opinions. Everybody's going to have something to say. When when we're winning, everybody's going to have something to say when we're losing. You kind of just have to, like – zone it all out and continue to do your job like the next play the next play the next day is the next day yeah and was talking to you also about the the kicking situation for east carolina where make a couple field goals here and there you're maybe a 10 win team instead of a eight win team and uh owen daffer took a lot of that heat this year Mm -hmm. from uh from outsiders so i don't know in your position with the team what were those conversations like with with owen with your teammates uh when when things weren't going great um, I, I really just – that's when I felt like I had to step up and be the leader and the team captain. You know, like you can be upset. You can jump down whoever's throat. You can throw a tantrum, do whatever, but that's not going to help the team in general. Uh, it's happened. Um, you know, you just got to be there for your teammate, you know, to hope that next time we'll do better. And, you know, you can't blame – you can blame one play, but you can't blame one play because obviously there's things that I could have done better. There's obviously things anybody else could have done better to change the game. No, you your uh, career here came at an interesting time, and in, in just in the world of college football, when you look back at the big picture, you're, when you first got here as a freshman, there was no NIL yeah. deal that didn't exist. The transfer portal isn't like it is today. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it existed in the form it is today. I think it had just started. Yeah. So now, as, as you leave, you know NIL has gone wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, the transfer portal is like headlines every day. The yeah. Players. Um, what is your take on it? Because that's kind of evolved as you have evolved mm-hmm. here. Uh, you never, you know, participated in any transfer. You stayed loyal, and I'm sure you could have had opportunities to go other places. Um, I don't know how, you know, a lot of the, you know, um, positions like, you know, the, the running backs, the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. the receivers may benefit from the NIL. I don't know about, you know, some offensive yeah. linemen and stuff, how much it affected you guys, but just give us your perspective on those things. The Just the world of college football, how it is now versus how it was when you got started in it. Uh, I feel like uh, from our side, it kind of just gives you uh, more control over your um, over your time and your ability. I feel like college football is a business and now we're learning more and more that it is a business and we get more control over what we have going on. So if you feel like you have the ability to go somewhere else and somebody might want to pay you for this or give you this NIL deal and whatever, then that's your control. I feel like now they're just allowing us to see more and more of the college business as it is. Yeah, were you able to benefit from any of that during your career? Uh, Yeah, I think I was able to benefit because I – I think I marketed myself as a very likable person, like you said. Um, You know, just a stand-up guy. You know, I try to do the right thing at all times, try to be a leader by example. So, you know, some people like that. Yeah. And you got people pulling at you from different directions. I mean, did Noah Henderson ever have any thoughts of playing, you know, finishing his college football career somewhere else? Uh, No, because I feel like everybody's situation is different, and I understood my situation. You know, I came in. And I was the backup behind two guys who one is in the league now and the other's floating around. So I understood what I was doing then and I learned and I made the best of what I've had. And I felt like East Carolina was a great situation for me because if you look at it, we've put 
linemen and tackles in the league year after year after year. Yeah. So I feel like if they've got the opportunity, I can do the same thing and and get to the next level. What was your uh, your recruitment like? And if you didn't end up here, where where were you going to go? Um, I was big on here or South Carolina. Okay. Um, coming out, I was a late bloomer. So I started getting a lot more interest in offers later, like a lot of stuff I didn't post or didn't tell anybody because I was a little later and, you know, I didn't start playing until my junior year. So yeah. that was all. Have uh, Josh might have been tuned in late. I know we talked about this earlier, but he was wondering what degree you ended up graduating with. Business management with a concentration at MIS. So you might see Noah one day in the IT world. You yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, we uh, Troy talking to Josh Hawkins and trying to line him up uh, for an interview later this week. He's getting ready for the XFL season. Josh Hawkins, Rick Smith's favorite oh, player. Man. Josh Hawkins. I had a Josh Hawkins America almost put me in retirement early. Said he had the big head disease. Um, but uh, I, 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 look, broke, I broke my throat yelling at Josh Hawkins. Looking to catch up with Josh and uh, getting ready for the XFL. Noah, NFL is the ultimate dream. Obviously, do you? Would you have any interest playing in a USFL or an XFL? Uh, I would really be interested in any opportunity, you know. Of course, the NFL is the the ultimate goal, the the top of the top. But, you know, if, if they come calling and, you know, they're ready to cut a check, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And we, I mean, we've seen guys obviously play in those leagues and, and make yeah, it to the pros. For so. sure. All right. I see they keep advertising the USFL pretty heavy during these yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Well, this is the first yeah. year you're going to have both XFL and USFL going at the mm-hmm. same time. So there's going to be a lot of spring football, and those haven't worked in the past as far as fan support and things like that. But who knows? Maybe it will this time around. Well, and the good news for guys like you, first of all, I think you're going to be in the NFL personally, but it does give options if for some reason it doesn't work out where you can stay active, stay in the game, Mm -hmm. still be playing, and continue to work on that goal. And it's just a a stepping stone. I've seen many guys go from – starting at the USFL and making it to the NFL or go NFL, USFL and go back to the NFL. So, you know, it's, it just allows you to keep playing the game and keep proving yourself yep. and give you an opportunity. You brought up uh, Deontay. He's with the Bengals. So yes. what what have your chats been like with him? Is he trying to help, kind of help you through this process? Oh, yeah. he's uh, He's been a big brother, a mentor since the day I stepped on this campus. So everything he's been through, he's taught me lessons, uh, you know, what to do, what not to do, how to – how to maneuver, how to talk to people and all that. He's somebody I talk to on a daily basis. He supports me. I support him in everything he does. I mean, both of you guys are like gentle giants almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to see you on a football field, but yeah. like, hanging out with you now is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see you with a jersey yeah. on. It's most se. definitely a different Clip and person. I want to take you to tiebreakers later. <laughs> yeah, we'll just do don't want to put on pads and go up against you. I don't want to yeah. do that stuff, but yeah. so uh, Good stuff. Noah Henderson joining us. So, Noah, once again, uh, what is, what's your schedule look like here these next couple of days, weeks, months leading up to Pro Day? Uh, well, right now I'm taking a couple of days off from the uh, Hula Bowl, you know, just because that was a lot of hard work for a week, you know, taking a couple of days off until I get ready, you know, training, um, just trying to perfect the craft, trying to uh, improve my skill set and also the speed, the agility testing and all that. So I'm headed to Tennessee to get all that together. That's cool. So you'll have a program they already have set up. Yes. And you just, all you got to do is just show up. Just and, show up and get to work. It's all on you. At this point, it's, they can't force you to do it. It's not college anymore. Right. Nobody's it's up calling to you. Nobody's calling point. you to wake you up. Nobody's begging you to come do it. It's up yep. to you whether you want to be great or not. Yeah, if you choose not to, that's all, that's on you. Yeah, that's on you. But, yeah. How many guys down there do you think you'll be working out with? Uh, There's about 15 of us. Okay. Yeah. That'd be good.
how was uh working with big john and how does that kind of prep you for for doing your own kind of workouts uh it's great because big john's kind of he's kind of the same way like he's he's not going to beg you to come work he's going to give you the opportunity to come in there and get better if you want to you can go talk to him you can get the extra work you can do the extra things you can do things right but he's not going to force you to come work if you don't want to do it it's just at this level it's different they'll get rid of you or do whatever you'll get punished but he's yeah. not going to beg you to come be great what uh what do you excel at in the weight room what were, what were your strengths um i'm i can't anymore but i'm more of an explosive guy so i've always had a great power clean things like that uh that's always been a strength of so mine. like what what do you bench just curious uh about 375 wow all right what's like what do you squat i don't squat anymore. okay so that's probably not good on your yeah, back at all so when you say power what do you say power clean yeah that's power the one clean. where you lift up kind yeah. of in front of you i used to do that too I, I could probably power clean about 315 wow. that's a lot yeah. so and what do you so now you're more kind of specialized in things that won't affect yeah, your i do back. not load my lumbar um anymore 10-4 yeah we shouldn't either i don't either <laughs> but that's a different yeah. reason so yeah unfortunately but three so there's 375 bench wow yeah. that's impressive i've yeah. got long arms so it's kind of you know so the the uh combine if you do make it there i think they put two 225 two yeah they put two plates on mm-hmm. and that it's just how many times you can how do many it. times you can do it i assume you've probably already tried that yeah and to, i can do 225 right now before training i can do it like 20 times okay so you, by the time if you got after training yeah. a couple months you'll probably be over 20 something. oh yeah for sure okay do you think you got called for holding more when you shouldn't have or didn't get called for holding when you should have what happened more during your career um when i shouldn't have but you know what's crazy i think i can count on one hand how many times i've been called for holding really i want to say i could tell you like exactly it might be like three or four that's impressive how about false stars um i think i've got like one or two of those yeah all right good yeah i kind of pride myself in not having penalties but you know why shank used to run us for penalties and i never was a big running guy (laughs) (laughs) so i was gonna avoid running at all costs yeah there you go uh noah great uh great chat with you today man for sure i really enjoyed this glad you were able to come with us in studio before you uh take off we wish you the best we'll continue obviously to follow your story and uh you know we're pulling for you pirate nation is behind you and can't wait to continue to follow your career i think you got uh best days could be in front of you my friend sure i appreciate it and one more ecu question as we look forward because we are losing yourself avery jones uh justin red Mm -hmm. how about this o-line moving forward without noah henderson and those guys who are who are some young guys you think we should be excited about coming up? Uh, Nashad Strother, sure. of of course he's a he's a dog. He's one of the best I've ever seen play uh, at our position. Um, Parker Moore, um, Richard Pierce, Richard Pierce is going to be a guy to watch out for. All right, good deal. We'll keep an eye on those guys. Uh, Noah, good luck, man. Obviously, if you need anything from us, let us know. For but sure, we'll be rooting for you, no matter if you're nfl xfl iceland wherever you are uh once a pirate always a pirate right? oh yeah no doubt about so it the pirate family always though. welcome back home yeah yeah no doubt noah henderson joining us today on pirate radio live troy enjoyed it we'll talk to you on thursday sounds good kind of uh some exciting news thursday i think we're gonna share a clip all right so looking forward to that stay tuned for that too all right good deal when we return we'll talk to double b brian bailey his and noah's cowboys playing tonight against the bucks we'll preview that and talk uh, more about what's going on in the world of sports with Double B when we return Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Awesome catching up with Noah Henderson. Great interview for just tuning in. You missed that in hour one, but you can check it out now live on YouTube. You can just rewind or wait and hear it later on uh, YouTube, Facebook, or download it in podcast form. Uh, We will talk to Touchdown Tony Collins coming up about an hour from now. We'll recap all the NFL action. Got some highlights from over the weekend, including former Pirates Zay Jones uh, catching one of the easiest touchdown catches you'll see in a playoff game. There was nobody within 30 yards of him and uh, helped the comeback for the Jaguars on Saturday night. We'll dive into all that now with Double B, Brian Bailey, who joins us on the Pit Electric Live line. BB, how you doing today? Very good. How are you, sir? Doing great, and congratulations. Hall of Famer Brian Bailey joining us on the show. And uh, BB, uh, usually you're interviewing Hall of Famers and talking about their exploits and honors, so brag on yourself. Tell us about uh, your Hall of Fame induction. Well, it was it was really a neat deal. George Whitfield, obviously, if you have your own Hall of Fame, you're a pretty big deal. He started it 50 years ago when he was 35. He's 85 now. He's you know knows every baseball person anywhere, and he's just been a good friend for a long time. And each year he honors you know people he thinks should be honored. For some reason, he put me in that category, and uh, it was really just a neat deal. It was a nice dinner. Uh, you know, you you got your name called out. They they gave you a plaque that was it's the biggest plaque I've ever gotten for sure, and just very appreciative of the whole thing. And uh, it's been it was a really nice weekend. Well, Bailey, I, I you know grew up watching you, got to work with you, uh, and and now you know uh, become a friend. And and I've asked you for uh, advice in life and, and also business, and uh, consider you a you know a person that I can certainly trust. And I just uh, I, I don't want the the Hall of Fame to go to your head. There are there's already been a couple of examples of that, so I just want to. I hope you can stay grounded after all this. Uh, I didn't know where you were heading with it. <laughs> and, and with all that advice, I'm here at Pirate Radio. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, BV. Uh, a big night. We'll get. We'll circle back to the baseball and uh, great edition of the Brian Bailey Show earlier today. But it's uh, game day for your Cowboys, and uh, I don't, how you feeling? Uh, what's the confidence level at right now? Well, in some ways, I feel good because usually when I feel really uneasy, they play well. And I, don't, I definitely don't feel at ease because I just couldn't believe, you know, some of the things that have happened to this team with Dak throwing to the wrong color jersey so often lately. Uh, they just can't overcome mistakes like that. And against the commanders, they, they just, you know, they, the punter dropped the ball and then the punt returner I think, dropped the ball. And it was just a comedy of errors. And, you know, I think back to last last year, I think against the 49ers, they had like 20 penalties. And if they come out and do that kind of thing, they'll stumble around and they'll certainly lose. But 
Uh, hopefully they'll get things straightened out. If they go back to what, you know, what got them there, if they got to run the football, run it effectively, that opens things up for Dak. He's got to hit the receivers when they're open. And, you know, they could have a big night tonight, but they could also lay an egg. So I'm kind of ready for anything. I saw on uh, Twitter, I don't need to remind you of this, Bailey, but uh, Dallas, the last time they won a road playoff game, Tom Brady was a freshman in high school. Uh, 1993, January 17th. I mean, we're coming up on 30 years here since uh, Dallas has won a road playoff game. That's a, that's a crazy stat, right? Yeah, it really is because you, you think, you know, they've made it into the playoffs not as often as I'd like them to make it into the playoffs, but uh, – I saw another stat, you know, they're wearing the blue jerseys tonight. And one of the other stats said the last time the Cowboys won a road playoff game in the blue jerseys, they weren't even Navy. It was the Royal blue jerseys <laughs> that they wore back in the day. So that's been a long time as well. What do you think about uh, the, the team you're facing? Obviously, uh, you're, I mean, not a terrible matchup. You're playing a team with a losing record. They were the worst team against the spread uh, all year. They barely got out of their uh, their NFC South, but they have Tom Brady. They have Mike Evans, who can go off uh, at any moment. So uh, they certainly got some pieces. They have just looked terrible all year long, uh, and you got to see them opening day. Um, so and, and didn't go your way then. But uh, how about the Bucks and, and Brady? How about the opponent tonight? Well, it's funny you say that because opening day was probably their finest hour of the season. Yeah, they played their best, which didn't play very well. Uh, and, and lost that game badly. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, you look at it, and if, if anybody else was playing quarterback, and if any, you know, they did different colored jerseys on, you'd say, well, you know, this is a mismatch. And the Cowboys have a much better record. They played well all season long. But I think just coming into it, the way the Cowboys kind of stumbled, and it was, the, the commander game was such a weird game because it was kind of like it counted, but it didn't count because the Giants had to beat the Eagles. And, and you know, and, and it, well, I guess the first half it was kind of close, and then the Eagles kind of pulled away a little bit. I think the Eagles won by a touchdown. But I think in those games, you know, you don't know what the mental side of it is, and, and hopefully that had something to do with it. But uh, there's no excuses tonight. You know the mental side of this, baby. you got to go out there and win. got to play well and win. Cowboys a slight favorite on the road tonight. Five games down, these playoffs have absolutely delivered. Uh, four of them have uh, come right down to the last play. Uh, the other, the Seahawks were beating the Niners at halftime, and then the Niners' defense, Debo, McCaffrey, that uh, that crowd took care of business as they've been doing 11 straight games now. But you had the Jacksonville coming back uh, all the way back to win that one, uh, down 27 nothing. They win at 31-30. The Bills got out to a big lead. The Dolphins uh, really had them on the ropes late in that game. The Giants went on the road at minnesota and then last night the Bengals had to hang on against the ravens so man these playoffs have been great so far yeah and, and you look at the Bengals game and, and the whole thing turned obviously on the quarterback sneak trying to go over the top which i think is the dumbest play in football every time even when it's successful i mean there's too much at risk with that play and it's just i don't know you know i, I would have liked to see the ravens score that touchdown and that would have put, you know, that'd been a great ending because I think Cincinnati would have come back and probably tied it and maybe go to overtime. But uh, that was that was just just a crazy play. The ball bounces out of there, and 98 yards later, Bengals have a win. 
That they do, and then maybe the the Cowboys uh, haven't had a lot of playoff success. But how about Robert Jones's son? Robert Jones had a lot of playoff success with you guys, Bailey. How about Zay getting a playoff win the other night and a touchdown catch in that comeback win? That was awesome to see for Zay Jones. They really was. He was wide open on that play, <laughs> yeah. and he, he made the catch. And uh, you know, I sent Robert a text last week and said, "Hey, make sure you tell Zay we're all thinking about him in Pirate Nation." So. Uh, and I was glad to see that. I hope he has another good game coming up this weekend because these, this divisional round, there's some good matchups there too. I mean, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Brian Bailey joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line. Speaking of football this weekend, how about whole nailers uh, in the Hula Bowl? We'll talk, uh, we talked earlier to Noah Henderson, who was a part of that Hula Bowl as well. Whole nailers winning MVP honors, doing all he can right now at the end of the year, Bailey, to kind of improve his stock with NFL teams, with scouts. He's, uh, what I understand, going to have surgery here and, and be back ready uh, for Pro Day, hopefully, at East Carolina. Uh, but, man, uh, he put together another good showing. And, and as Holton told us, it's almost more about what you do that week leading up to the game than the game itself. But all he can do is go out there and play the best he can. And uh, he had spotless numbers there on Saturday. Yeah, I, I ran into him or I, I chased him down late last night to see if I could find him this morning. I found him this morning and got an interview with him for the TV side. And, uh, yeah, he was excited. He, he said that he had a really good week. He was talking about some of the teams that he had, had a chance to talk to. I think he said it was 14 NFL teams that he sat down with. And that's a lot. That's a lot of you know questions. And it, it was fascinating to me. He was telling me about some of the questions that were asked. And then when we went off camera, he, he went into more detail. And, and some of it – you know, some of it was the basic stuff. You know, what's your favorite play on third and long, or what's what's your what's your go to on on third and short, that kind of thing. But uh, some of it was fascinating about you know uh, different, like a, a big diagram with with on a computer screen with balls and uh, picking out all the white balls, and it was like three red ones, and they scrambled them up, and you had to try to figure out where they were. And I was like, what's that got to do with it? And he laughed. He said, I have no idea, but it was it was fascinating to listen to. Of all the Ayler stats, and there's a lot of them out there that teams can look at and like, Bailey, uh, Holden Ayler's not throwing an interception since October 8th. I mean, we're sitting here in January. That's, uh, that's an amazing stat for him. It really is. And really, as we were going through it, you just didn't realize it was it was like that. And, you know, after you finished the regular season, you know, you took a step back like – you know, going into the bowl game, that was the big stat. He hadn't thrown an interception in six games. I think the bowl game made it seven. But uh, it's just really and, – and some of the throws he had to make. I mean, I was looking at some of the highlights earlier today, like the Temple game and that, that touchdown pass in the final minute. I mean, that was, he was on the run, scrambled through an absolute dart down there. So he's playing his best football at the right time, and he just hope the hope for the best. When I asked him about – what the scouts were telling him about his draft status, he said that they, they kind of look at him as a late-round uh, possibility or as, as a – I think he called it a preferred free agent signing. Uh, so there's you know a lot of teams interested in him. And uh, and in some ways, you know, the way it goes, it's, it's sometimes it's better to sign as a free agent because you can kind of pick and choose. I mean, if somebody drafts you, you have to go to that team. But if you have five or six teams out offering you free agent deals, you can take the best deal or you can take the best opportunity to make the team. And you can look at that and analyze it and, and make your choice there. 
Brian Bailey joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. Uh, got football going on, got hoops going on, another home game, another home loss, Bailey, for the Pirates. And uh, we knew it'd be tough without Javon Small. If the Pirates are going to win in conference play, they're going to have to be fully stocked. They were not on Sunday, and uh, it showed, certainly, with the loss to South Florida. So now uh, Mike Schwartz's team, again, the schedule, if you're going to steal a few, now's the time to do it. But, man, uh, Pirates are reeling right now on the basketball court. Yeah, and we talked to Coach Schwartz about this last week. I mean, life in the American, it's just like, you know, once you get in the conference play, there's certainly no gimmies. And uh, he was telling us that South Florida, that when you looked at them, they played so many teams tough, and they just had a tough you know part of the schedule like East Carolina had. And then you know, they, they go to number one Houston and lose by five or six. And so he knew that it was going to be a difficult assignment. And without one of your best players, I mean, that's – you look at it, and there's nothing really you can do. They, they, they fell at home, and hopefully they can bounce back. they got to go to Temple, a team that they played really, really well against. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see what happens Wednesday night. And, Bailey, looking at the ACC, uh, NC State uh, red hot, three in a row. Duke struggling right now. Clemson undefeated. They are at Wake Forest, 9 o'clock on Tuesday night. So, might be some eyeballs on that one to see if the Tigers can go to 8-0 uh, in conference play. Uh, how about uh, the Wahoos and uh, the rest of the ACC? What are the uh, the storylines right now? Yeah, I, I think you kind of hit it on the head. Clemson's undefeated, and, and uh, I think that's – that, that's something to, to be said about that. I think they'll have a tough time at Wake Forest. That's a very difficult game. But as you said, there'll be a lot of eyeballs on it. NC State's fun to watch because those guards are so good. Of course, uh, the former Farmville Central star being uh, Terquavion Smith being one of those two, Jarkel Joyner the other one. But uh, they're just they're, it's fun to watch. And, and they can play with anybody. And, and they've kind of got a chip on there. You know, uh, Terquavion will tell you he's got a little chip on his shoulder because the guys in blue didn't recruit him. So he's he's fired up and ready to go. He said that after the game, I believe, was talking about. Uh, yeah, so yeah, he's going to be he's going to be a first round draft pick. Uh, he would have been a first round draft pick if he had come out this year, I think. But it would have been a later first round. He thinks he can go a um, possible lottery pick uh, when he comes out this year if he comes out. Speaking of local hoops, PB, uh, some hoops going on this Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, any uh, storylines? Any teams? Players you're following right now? We need to keep an eye on here locally. Well, that was a good one on Saturday uh, in the Ingram tournament, uh, Kinston and Goldsboro. That was a good game. Um, the ones going on today, uh, there's a girls' tournament over at South Central and the guys at Farmville Central. The Jaguars play first flight later on tonight. I think they'll take care of business in that one. But uh, it's always it's a nice holiday and it's a it's a great chance to get a, you know get out there and see some high school basketball and then. You know, I, I wish the NFL hadn't done us the favor of putting the Cowboys on Monday night, but they did. So we'll have to keep an eye on that one, too. Yeah, we do. We got it here for you tonight right here on Pirate Radio, your home for the NFL playoffs, and a great edition of the Brian Bailey Show coming up at 6 o'clock if you missed it. It's hot stove time, folks. We'll talk some uh, baseball later in the week on Pirate Radio Live with Ryan Meadows. Got the big Down East pitching and catching camp coming up, and uh, RV and crew are in today talking about the hot stove banquet and mike schilt uh, going to be the speaker this year and uh, he was a guest on the brian bailey show as i told brian bailey I, I don't like mike schilt but that's only because his cardinals beat my braves in the playoffs a few times yeah. uh has nothing to do with him personally but you, you understand sports hate don't you bailey i'm sure you're <laughs> a few guys like that sports hate out there. and then i heard the interview and i'm like man this yeah. is like the greatest guy ever that stinks like, i'm gonna have to like him i guess 
Yeah, he seems like a really great guy. Yeah. I haven't met him in person yet, but I've talked to him on the phone a couple of times, and I think that uh, he'll do a great job as the guest speaker. And as we were talking on the show, you know, about some of the other guest speakers in the past, uh, we're really blessed to have so many you know, great people in baseball that, that really want to make this hot stove banquet a success every year. Dwayne Grooms took over as president this year. Uh, so uh, he takes over for Chuck Humphrey. Uh, we only had, he's only the fourth president we've had in 32 years. Um, so I think that you know, he did a great job on the radio with us, and he'll do a great job as president. But it's just a, the hot stove banquet is just kind of a neat deal. It's all family-oriented, and we have a good time with it. Brian Bailey joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. BB, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I'm not even going to say good luck to the Cowboys. I wouldn't really mean it. So I'll just say uh, have fun watching the game tonight. You could say go Cowboys. I definitely can't say that. Come on. (laughs) Try it. Good luck to the NFC East teams in the playoffs. How about that? There you go. That'll work. That's all I can do for you. Bailey, thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bud. All right, man. Take care. Hey, BB, Ron Bailey getting ready for his Cowboys tonight as they take on the Bucks. You can hear the action right here on Pirate Radio. When we return, let's hear some of the highlights from the weekend and talk about these playoff games. We'll do that when we return hour two of Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Back with you after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, haymakers being thrown in East Lansing. Three pointer by the spartans followed by a three-pointer by the boilers followed by a three-pointer by the spartans all in the last three possessions and right now that has michigan state with a 57 to 53 make that 57 55 and purdue going to the line so these teams uh scoring here late back and forth it is a two-point spartans lead 323 left to go michigan state over the number three team in the country right now as they play late in the second half. Other scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. From earlier today, Georgetown lost again. Georgetown has not won a conference game in... Two and a half years? Yeah. 685 days? They'll have to wait a few more days. They lose to Villanova today, 77-73. to 73. Had a second-half lead, uh, but ended up losing that game uh, earlier today. St. Joe's knocked off LaSalle. Is our guy still at St. Joe's? I'll have to look that up. Let me look in the box score. Charles Coleman today scored zero points and zero minutes played. Man. So, but his team got the win. 
How are they going to let him ride the bench like that? Got to be injured. I mean, I guess they're going to save him for postseason. Probably man, so. he lit it up in their postseason game. That one year. game we watched. <laughs> he scored the first eight points. He was going off. It was incredible. <laughs> Hit a three. George Washington up on George Mason in the Battle of the Georgias, 14-7 to uh, in the first half. And that one later tonight, the U at home against Syracuse, Illinois at Minnesota. Charleston, number 22 in the country taking on William and Mary. So that's what's going on tonight in college basketball. A lot of NBA action today, including the Hornets giving up 130 points in a loss to the Celtics. Um, let's look at what happened in the NFL. Just one game uh, really got away from an opponent this weekend, and that was my 49ers. Shake your head, Chandler. No, congratulations, I guess. Uh, don't congratulate me i did have niners in the super bowl a lot of doubters out there 41 23 that score they look unstoppable uh debo samuel good wide receiver good running back but just a great football player catch and run and uh, got some help from kittle and Ayuk with some downfield blocks on this touchdown on saturday Purdy back to throw, upfield wide open, Debo Samuel at the 40, 45-50, down the sideline, gets a block, turns on the burners, he's gone, 10-5, touchdown 49ers, 74 yards, Debo Samuel takes it to the house, and with 10-51 to go, he may have just put away the Seahawks. Brock Purdy, 18 of 30. 332 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. What in the world? Brock Purdy uh, has been amazing for the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey acquired this season uh, 15 carries, 119 yards. Also had a receiving touchdown in the game. Debo's over 100 yards. Brandon Ayuk had 73 yards. Uh, George Kittle only two for 37, uh, but they'll be counting on him at some point in uh these playoffs and they are just an absolute machine yes and brock purdy is now known as mr relevant but yeah doing a great job at the uh, quarterback position for the san francisco 49ers after losing jimmy g earlier in the year and a lot of people were probably thinking who is this brock purdy guy and could it hurt the san francisco 49ers chances of making a super bowl run but right now they are just unstoppable unstoppable defensively and offensively. You look at all the weapons they have with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. I mean, and like you said, George Kittle only two for 37. But, I mean, the very next game he can go off for over 100 yards receiving. So the weapons are there. Their defense is awesome. Uh, so watch out for the your 49ers. And they're going to be, if the Bucks win tonight, they could, they'll probably be like a seven-and-a-half point favorite against the Bucks. Probably – six is that too much for dallas i don't know i, I just right now they are a uh, an absolute monster they'll take on the winner of tonight's game coming up next week uh game two on saturday it was an absolute laugher the chargers up 27 to nothing but the jaguars were not done in fact uh trevor lawrence throwing four interceptions early in that game came back with four touchdowns uh in that game including one to former pirate Zay Jones, who found himself wide open. Jacksonville driving. Lawrence in the pocket, looking for the deep shot, and he's got his man! Zay Jones! Separation! Touchdown! Jacksonville! A rope for 39 yards. And the Jaguars are in business. 
and business was good. Jaguars win it on a last-second field goal, 31-30 to over the Chargers. Just an absolute choke job by L.A. Uh, getting everybody involved because you had Zay Jones with eight receptions, Christian Kirk with eight receptions, Evan Ingram, who they got, I believe, uh, in the middle of the year this year. He had Before seven. Before the season, yeah, uh, from so, the G-Men. So seven receptions for him, 93 for Ingram, 78 for Kirk. And then Jones with 74, each of them having a touchdown too. So Marvin Jones, three catches, 29 yards. So they've got some weapons there on their offense that they might can spark, uh, spark uh, some sort of run. But what a comeback. And, uh, man, if you're a Chargers fan, you're hating that. Travis Etienne, 109 yards rushing in that game for the winning Jacksonville Jaguars. I still say that the Chargers still harbor the curse of Phillip Rivers because – if you ever watched when Philip Rivers was the quarterback, they were historic for their meltdowns in the playoffs. And it was usually led by Philip Rivers. And Herbert had a pretty good game, but man, 31 30 to blow a 27 point lead in the playoffs. Uh, something Jags fans will certainly never forget, uh, nor will the Jaguars fans. Uh, Chargers or Jags. I meant to say Chargers fans never forget. Yeah. Jags won't either. Uh, Shirley. Your Dolphins came out flat. Our Dolphins made a nice comeback, but the Bills too much, 34-31. to 31. Three touchdowns for Josh Allen. Allen also threw a couple interceptions in that game, but did hit Dawson Knox for a touchdown. Allen rolls to his right, sets up, now looks to his right, throws to his right for Knox. A one-handed grab. Did he stay in? He did. Touchdown, Bills. He beat Baker and somehow reeled it in. A six-yard touchdown pass from Allen to Dawson Knox. Knox had a TD. Cole Beasley had a touchdown. And Gabe Davis, all he does is uh, dominate in the playoffs. Yeah, they called him Big Game Gabe. <laughs> he steps up once again. Six for 113 and a touchdown. Stephon Diggs, seven for 114. Dolphins were game. And you got to give them a lot of credit. Had a big defensive touchdown on a... Uh, strip sack fumble in that game but man i was listening to it on the radio uh, riding around sunday afternoon and so many timeouts that they had to call to avoid a delay a game they had fourth and inches and had to call a uh and and no timeout had to delay a game in that one they, they broke the huddle at that point in time of the game they broke the huddle with seven seconds left on the play clock I just don't understand if it is the the coaching the coaches getting late getting the play into Skylar Thompson late or if it's Skylar Thompson being late it does the bottom line is you're right there was poor management of the timeouts poor management of the game itself and look I will give credit where credit is due there were multiple plays where Skylar Thompson threw the ball and put it in the bread basket of uh waddle a couple of times and tyreek hill and the buffalo bills uh defense that secondary made some phenomenal defensive plays punching the ball loose and knocking it loose and uh, causing incompletions but what was so frustrating was the the lack of situational awareness when it came to the game clock and also the fact that Skylar Thompson, when he is on the run, when he's flushed out of the pocket, there were multiple times he one-hopped his receiver. He would throw the ball 20 yards downfield, got a receiver in the area, and it would just it would land like three, four yards in front of the receiver. And I'm like, who exactly are you throwing to? 
what what is this? I've never seen that before. And despite all of the just and, and we had multiple opportunities to win this football game and we just could not get it done. I mean, um uh, they kept calling him Ahmed, but I didn't see a C in his last name. It was Ahmed, the running back, the backup running back to Raheem Mostert because he was out due to an injury. But he ran really well, and like you said, the defense played very well, especially uh, Christian, I think it's Wilkins, I think is his last name. He's the one. Uh, he sacked yeah. Um, yeah. Josh Allen a couple of times. They need, product. Yep, they need to re-sign that dude post haste stat whatever uh, you know acronym you can use for really really fast um because we need to keep that guy because he's going to win us some football games down the road but you know as frustrating as that game was you know um i'll hand it to the bills they made the plays that they needed to make and you know they did just enough to win even though they had kind of an off day uh, they did just enough to win, and we did just enough to dolphin it up again. Well, brighter days ahead for Mike McDaniel, and especially if Tua is in the lineup for the Dolphins. Uh, Buffalo. Yeah, because I, I firmly believe if Tua was healthy, if we had a beginning of the year Tua, that that game wouldn't have been close, in my opinion. But got to give credit to daniel jones daniel jones wow. danny dimes that dude 301 yards passing 78 yards rushing couple passing touchdowns only 78 yards because it seemed like he ran forever yards it was like it was yards it, it, like i watched maybe three consecutive plays where he took off and ran and i was thinking to myself did somebody forget to tell him he's the quarterback and he, not the running back he was the leading rusher yesterday i'm just in, in carries and yards i hate that. i mean the giants how are they this good it makes no sense but they are they beat the vikings saquon barkley over 100 total yards two touchdowns in the win it's Barkley, a block from the left tackle. He goes past the 25, first side of the end, wow. 20, breaks a tackle, 10, 5, touchdown, he's in. What a run, swerving by defenders, rocketing down the sideline. Saquon Barkley with a 28-yard sideline touchdown run, breaking tackles on the way, and terrific blocking led by Andrew Thomas, and they're within an extra point, Mike, a tie in the game. In the game, Kirk Cousins, 273, two touchdowns. Big one for TJ Hawkinson, 10 for 129. But his 10th catch, they needed eight yards. And they threw it for four yards. And he caught a four-yard pass. I mean, pass. what are you doing? Yeah, it made no sense. He had and two receivers wide open down the field. They broke off their route, and they were wide open in the middle of the field. He never saw them. And now it doesn't, never even threw it to them. It doesn't matter anymore because they did win the game. But earlier in that drive... They had them stopped. But guess what? I've talked about it several times on this show. One of the biggest problems with the NFL and their rules right now is the rough and the passer yeah. call. Yeah. That was one of the worst I've ever, if not the worst, rough and the passer call, especially in that situation. It gave the Vikings another chance. Unfortunately, they weren't able to execute down later in the drive because when you have eight yards to go, some would say, people would, you know, since would say let's throw it beyond the sticks let's throw it beyond eight yards or no let's just throw it four yards and then the game's over giants uh giants advance giants uh, move on speaking of the vikings by the way uh some good news that just came out just a little while ago uh it's up on our social media right now on pr 927 on twitter 
Blake Prohl got signed to a futures contract with the Vikings. So uh, it looks like Blake will remain in Minnesota, at least for a little while longer. He can get started today because they're out. All right. Yeah. Hope to see him uh, suited up for Minnesota one day, but uh, has been with the team these last couple of years. All right. uh, Giants will take on the Eagles next week. And last night, Bengals Ravens, kind of a classic AFC North showdown. And uh, the Ravens were in a really good spot for most of the night and, you know, had the ball driving late, had a chance to go up late in the game, but uh, had the ball at the one. And here's what happened. Huntley lines up under center, goes airborne. Did he get the ball knocked out? He did. It's grabbed by the Bengals, racing back down the field. Sam Hubbard to the 50, down to the 40. He's at the 30. Hubbard to the 20. He's going to go all the way. Touchdown, Bengals. Touchdown, Bengals. Sam Hubbard, the Ohio kid, pulls it out of the air and rumbles the length of the field. Touchdown, Cincinnati. This place has gone nuts. Bengals lead 23-17, 11-39 to go. What a play. Bengals uh, did not get the offense they usually get. Uh, Burrow hit Jamar Chase for a touchdown. Uh, really nothing from Joe Mixon in that game. But the defense gets a big touchdown. They move on. They advance uh to the second round and we'll take on the bills and really looking forward to that one coming up on sunday yeah and that hubbard play is going to be a play that they're going to replay for years and years to come in cincinnati and what a story what about a story what about a story because he is a hometown kid he is from around the uh, cincinnati area but what a big play especially when your offense wasn't getting it done especially enough to get the win and you come up big because i mean Baltimore's looking to punch it in right there and take the lead, and instead it turns into a 98-yard uh, return for a, fum- uh, a fumble return for a touchdown, and that was the last score of the game, 24-17, Bengals advance. Yeah, they pulled a Linville Joseph in that, uh, in that game, but uh, that run was not without controversy because there is a play where it appears – now it was not called on the field but it appears there was a block in the back with hubbard running the other way but uh they didn't call it touchdown stands Bengals advance and uh you want to talk about roughing the passer i think in that game and i'm pretty sure it was joe burrow or it might have been jamar chase i can't remember which one it was but i'm almost positive it was joe burrow but he was running out of bounds and was kind of like kind of ducking down to get out of bounds and the receive uh the defender it was a helmet to helmet collision and uh and i was thinking to myself i was like where's the flag on that one when you go back and you look especially if you compare it to the roughing the passer call that from the giants game that was a pillow fight compared to the Mm -hmm. the shot that burrow took uh yesterday so you're right. I think they need to have a little bit more consistency with those calls. And how about at the end of the game, with the Ravens having a chance with a Hail Mary, it was tipped oh, yeah. and almost caught. Oh, yeah, it was almost caught. Yeah, By, you're right. Uh, Prochet, the Prochet, former SMU, SMU receiver. Yeah. So, so that was about to be a wild play there. Instead, it hits the turf and game's over. One more to go tonight, Cowboys and Bucks. We got that for you right here on Pirate Radio. Your schedule next week looks like this. Saturday... In the early game, Jaguars at Chiefs. Saturday night 
NFC Beast, Giants at Eagles. Sunday afternoon in the early game, it'll be the Bengals at the Bills. And then next Sunday night, uh, the Niners taking on the Bucks cowboys winner. Looking forward to round two. By the way, when we were going over that first matchup of the weekend, your 49ers uh, taking control uh, in their game. If the Bucks do win the night, they'll make the cross-country cross trip to San Francisco for the second time this year. And the first time they went, they got throttled 35-7 to hmm. over the 49ers. First time the Cowboys and Bucks played this year, the Cowboys got throttled. So more so by the Bucks' defense than the offense. Uh, but we uh, have seen that matchup earlier this season. All right, let's take a break as we do. Purdue just hit two free throws. They're up 62-61. Less than 30 seconds left to go in East Lansing. So we'll keep an eye on that one on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Up. Dub Up. Uh, we'll be back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and ST Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has the answers. Give him a call today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Michigan State, it's a jumper with 11 seconds left to go up by one. Purdue calmly comes down the court, gives it to their giant seven foot four, whatever, Zach Eady, and he just lays the ball over the rim. Purdue leads by one with two seconds left, as this has been an awesome one, a classic on Martin Luther King Jr. Day in East Lansing, Michigan. Boilers trying to survive Michigan State. One more chance with the ball, two seconds. They got to go the full length of the court. So keeping an eye on that. I was going to say, I wonder if Tom Izzo is going to be sick and tired of losing to Purdue. He could be, much like Bobby Knight. Yep. He's not wearing an Elf shirt, is he? Like He's he wearing a T-shirt today. <laughs> Did y'all see uh, around the Christmas time he was wearing? And he was. it was funny because he was actually like dog cussing the referee. And he was. it's hard to take him seriously when he's wearing literally like an Elf uh, T-shirt. Wearing an Elf uh, yeah, outfit. That was a, uh, a good look. <laughs> for mr Izzo, uh kenny said just tuning in leaving from work have y'all talked about the great game holton had saturday and go cowboys that was kenny saying that not me uh holton aylers 10 for 10 what a performance not bad at all uh earning hula bowl honors and the touchdown throw that he had was on the money it was exactly where he needed to put it it was where the receiver could only catch it and uh 10 for 10 had 22 yards rushing uh so showing off the legs and the arm in the hula bowl and one mvp so 
uh, great outing for him and showing off in front of the scouts, I'm sure, all week during practice. And then, obviously, of course, in the uh, important game on Saturday. So, congrats to Holton. I want to look up some Hula Bowl MVPs and see if I recognize any names. Um, Ronald Stanley. No, that's not that Ronald Stanley. Um, hmm. Hmm. I'm guessing you're not finding many. Because I see the list up there. Wes Welker. Huh. Hula Bowl MVP. 2004. Western Michigan not even close to being close i forgot where west walker went to texas tech oh um heisman trophy winner ricky williams this is weird when you it says he's a hula bowl mvp but when you click on his name it says a different name but I, I don't know. I guess Ricky Williams was a hula bowl. Cordell Stewart, former Colorado quarterback, was a uh, MVP of the hula ball. So there you go. Mm. Alteen. Alteen. Dan Marino. Ever heard of him? Yes, I have. You have heard of Dan Marino? Yes. Uh, he is a hula bowl MVP as well. So uh, Tony Dorsett. There we go. Now we got some uh, Billy Sims. Shirley Steve Mongo McMichael, a um, wrestler slash football player, Leroy Selman. Uh, but that was a good uh, good showing from him and, and really the work and, and you put in during the week to do the networking and all that stuff is uh, valuable, as Noah Henderson talked about when he joined us here, hour number one. And also the quick turnaround. Uh, to get prepared for this hula bowl because I remember when we were talking to him last week uh, or a couple of weeks ago now, um, he was uh, preparing. He already had a playbook. But, I mean, that's a, a new offense you're having to learn. Then, like you said, you're going down there and having the network and, uh, you know, try to form relationships with your new receivers and other quarterbacks and offensive linemen. And for him to do that in just a couple of weeks and uh, is pretty impressive. So, hopefully that kind of – Helps him going forward as he enters the NFL draft. Noah um, said that a kicker from the national championship game was there at the Hula Bowl. I didn't uh, from Georgia. Didn't even get to like participate in festivities because he was down at the Hula Bowl right after the championship. Huh. So uh, getting in uh, some work to try to make it to the next level. Or whole nailers Noah Henderson. Uh, we talked to Rajay Harris on Friday. He is putting in the work to try to return to the field for east carolina following his injury and uh sounds like he's making some good progress in that i think he said that he's going to be able to start running this next week. month next month next so, month february yeah a couple uh, weeks so just in a couple of weeks he will be back uh running and getting in shape and getting ready for 2023 ecu football which starts in the big house at michigan all right michigan state i guess gets a bit of a break my goodness it has taken 30 minutes to play this final two minutes uh they threw a full court pass ball was tipped out of bounds so now michigan state is going to have it on their end of the court with 1.8 so they should be able to get a shot off here and we'll see if they uh get some kind of lob or if uh they end up with a, a man out beyond the three-point line for this final shot all right well well I, hey ellerby loves day baseball yeah there's quite nothing like day basketball and we'll be enjoying that in just a couple of months when march hits 
March Madness with all the day basketball we'll see there. So getting a little appetizer to that. You know what's even better than all that? Day hockey. Uh. Bruin six, Flyers nothing on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. <laughs> the buck and you, you give me some some guys on skates in the middle of the day oh man i'll take it every time <laughs> i'll take it to I the bank fi- i find it hard to watch hockey but what about during why? the day why but what about during the day why because why? you can't i don't know i just that I, I don't know maybe it's the atmosphere maybe it's something else but i just can't watch hockey on tv now you take me to a hockey game i'm all in there you go, just, folks. If you want to go to a hockey game with Shirley Rhodes, she says all you got to do is invite her. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah if yeah. you have an extra ticket. Yeah, bring her along. You know, because last time I got in without one, so. Or if you could take her to the arena like a day early, she'll sneak into the game. The <laughs> I'll just hide in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. She does have experience <laughs> illegally attending hockey games. I want to wait for the end of this game and talk about it, but they still aren't playing. I mean, Bill Raftery's what? talking. I swear, so I, long? I swear about five minutes ago, you said there was like 2.7 <laughs> seconds on the clock. Yeah. And that's not even an exaggeration. Well, like, they had been a review, a timeout, another Jesus. timeout. Oh, my gosh. Bill get- Raftery, is a, he's ready to get out of there, get him a drink. He's out of onions. Onions. Although there could be another order of onions coming up here in the next couple seconds mm. if they ever finish the game. Order up. Matt Painter, former Barton. Assistant basketball coach. Assistant basketball coach in the huddle. Uh, Purdue 16-1 and one on the year, 5-1 and one in conference play, trying to remain in the top five. And he's rumored to be uh, one of the top prospects in terms of uh, Texas – Oh yeah, Texas's new uh, head basketball coach. Now, whether or not he's interested, or if they've contacted him, and uh, you know, and whatnot, I, I don't know. But there have been rumors floating around for quite, you know, for the last week or so that Matt Painter is on their radar. Chris Beard officially fired a couple weeks ago after an arrest where he strangled somebody. Yeah, a family member is that right? I, I thought I heard that it was his fiance. You heard that? Who told you that? A source. I heard it from A lot somebody. of people were telling you that? I don't know who it was. Was it one source that told you that? Can't remember. <laughs> it might have been multiple. It might have been on Twitter. Three at the buzzer! Airball. <laughs> so Purdue all, wins? All that just for that. The Boilers knock off Michigan State 64 oh, Tommy to Zoe 63. Is mad about losing to Purdue. I'm sick and tired of losing to Purdue. All right, speaking of losing in basketball, we'll uh, we'll talk about ECU's loss uh, coming up next hour. Uh, by the way, speaking of basketball, there is some positive news. Speaking reg- of basketball. Uh, regarding women's basketball, ECU guard Danae McNeil has been named the AAC Women's Basketball Player of the Week for the second straight time. She averaged 27 points per game in, in games against Temple, where she had 28, and SMU, where she had 26. So just like Amaya Joyner a few weeks ago, she had consecutive accolades with Freshman of the Week. So uh, ECU women's basketball having a pretty good season, and, uh, yeah, and if you players had a chance, are getting recognized for yeah, it. Yeah, if you haven't had a chance to see them in person, go see them because Wednesday they're night, fun to watch. 6 o'clock, they play Cincinnati. Would have led the show with it if they could have completed the comeback. They lost against SMU 68-66 on Saturday. Trailed in that game, but made a nice rally on the road, but lost by two points. So, man, really close to a huge uh, road win there. 
but back home for cincinnati coming up wednesday at six o'clock let's take a break we'll come back touchdown tony collins joins us to talk some playoff football pirate football as well and uh we will talk some ecu hoops a lot more to go hour three of pirate radio live will open up the booty bag make you a winner as well it's all ahead we're back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Hour 3 on this Monday. Thanks to Noah Henderson for hanging out with us. Hour number one. Really enjoyed talking to Noah about his uh, football career, but also getting to know him. He is an interesting dude. He's been many places, including being born in Iceland. First Icelander, Icelandic er, person that I have uh, come across, I want to say. Uh, but uh, it was fun to catch up with him. If you missed that, you can check it out. Hour one of our show. Uh, got Tony Collins uh, coming up in just a moment. Also, more on ECU's loss yesterday in Minji's Coliseum to South Florida. Tyler Harris is a menace, the little guard who uh, transferred from Memphis with multiple daggers in the second half for the Bulls yesterday in the win. He had 24 points uh, for South Florida. We'll uh, talk about that, but right now we welcome on the ECU Hall of Famer. Touchdown, Tony Collins. Talk some playoff football with him. Tony, how you doing, man? Doing fantastic. How you doing, Pip? Doing great, and what a great weekend of football it was. The Niners, that one got away from the Seahawks a little bit, but Seattle led uh, at halftime of that game, Tony, and then every other game went right down to the wire. So it was uh, some great football watching this weekend. Yeah, man, if you're a football fan, you got you got your money's worth this weekend, absolutely. No doubt about it. So, Tony, uh, I don't know, what stood out to you the most? Was it the, the Dolphins hanging with the Bills? Was it the Jaguars and their massive comeback? Uh, the Giants able to win on the road to Minnesota. Like, what was the biggest, uh, I don't know, surprise or storyline that, that you saw this weekend? I mean, it was a, it was a, a lot. Uh, I, I look at the, uh, the the game that I just knew was going to even be close uh, was the Bengals the Bengals game. I thought without Lamar Jackson, you know, <laughs> the Ravens wouldn't have a chance. Actually, the Ravens should have won that game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. You fumble the ball on the goal line, man. I just that's just oh, that's just that's a killer for you. And you fought you fought back as much as you did that whole game. But it, I mean, a bunch of games. The, the Chargers, man. <laughs> to look at the Chargers, you know, you, you just think they're going to kill the Jaguars. Man. It was just a what seventeen point lead, twenty seven point lead. 
unbelievable. 20 at halftime. And, Tony, you've probably been on the boat, you know, both sides of that where you're either down by three scores at halftime or you're up by three scores. And the coaches uh, have that same message probably in the locker room that it's 0-0, just go out there, play. But, man, that is – I mean, that's an all-time choke job by the uh, by Staley and the Chargers there. Man, that's big time, man. You 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 go up twenty seven. You you know you. It's, I I don't I don't know how they how they're feeling right now, and and they have to live with it for for the whole off season. That's the that's the bad part about it. You can't play next week. You're 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 done. But uh, the Jaguars, man, you look at look at what they did. I mean, the kid threw what four interceptions in the first half. Yeah, four. I mean, usually you don't come back from that. <laughs> I guess when you know you're not going to get benched, you just go out there and keep chunking it and see what happens. But uh, he hit Zay Jones. He hit his other guys in the second half. Four touchdowns uh, or four touchdowns in the game. I think three of those coming in the second half. I mean, I, you know what? The, and the, and the, another game, too, you, you look at you look at the Buffalo game. Uh I mean, Josh Allen. Well, I think he had two interceptions, maybe. Yeah. Crucial uh, interceptions, but the Dolphins had a chance to win that game, man. I mean, they had all they had all the options. I mean, the the play calling at the end, where they, you know, I don't know what they were doing at the end of the game. Where I mean, it, it was like they they got a delay of delay of game penalty. What what is that? It's it's just. I don't know that that was coaching, but again, it was a, it was a great great weekend to watch football. Yeah, rookie coach, third year quarterback didn't work out for the Dolphins yesterday, and uh, and you had the Bills and the, you mentioned the Bengals too getting wake up calls. Now those two teams will meet each other. Of course, they were on the field during the uh, Demar Hamlin tragedy, and uh, good to know that uh, Hamlin out of the hospital now. Actually, watch the game from home instead of going to the stadium. Who knows? Could be there uh, coming up this Sunday when the Bengals play the Bills. But both of those teams kind of getting uh, some wake-up calls in the playoffs. Now they'll face off against one another next week. It's going to be a great game to watch. You know, I don't, I don't know why, what the uh, the scope is in Buffalo right now, but I know they're playing for DeMar. I mean, these, these guys, are, it was something to, to see that uh, Monday night, that what, what he went through. Uh, being a player and seeing a, your teammate down like that is really, really something. But I, I know they dedicate the rest of the season to, to him. Uh, but it, it's it's not going to be easy, man. Cincinnati, Cincinnati's a good football team. They they didn't play well. I don't think uh, as well as they should have. Uh, their protection uh, is, wasn't wasn't really good. Uh, that's something that hurt them. Uh, in the, in the Ravens games, and I know that's what Buffalo's going to have to do. They if they can get pressure uh, on a man, it, that I mean that's the only way they they they're going to beat the beat uh, Cincinnati Bengals because they got so many they got so many weapons uh, on offense. Tony Collins joining us. Tony, I'm right about a few things like the 49ers. I'm also wrong about a few things like the Giants. And uh, I got to give credit to Daniel Jones, 300 yards passing, almost 80 yards rushing. They come out with a win at Minnesota. And now they uh, are right back in the NFC East. They'll take on the Philadelphia Eagles coming up. But uh, how about the Giants, man? We've seen teams like this, including the Giants. And you know this as a Patriot. The Giants come out as a wild card and just keep winning and winning. The Bengals 
uh you know we're able to survive three weekends of playoffs last year we see these teams kind of get hot at the right time uh is new york one of those teams or, or does that end for them against philadelphia for New York, their best thing was playing Minnesota because Minnesota is probably the worst. <laughs> what, what were they, 13 and 4 or something like that? With a negative uh, point differential, yeah. <laughs> they were the worst. They, some of the games that they won uh, last last season, I mean, it's just like, it's, it's just incredible. But like I say, the Giants played uh, Minnesota Vikings, and that, that's probably good for them. Because any other team, I, I believe, would have beat New York. But Minnesota, man, and they, and they went into Minnesota and beat them. Uh, uh, Barkley had a great day. And, again, just like you said, I mean, Jones, you know, he's he's showing that he's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, uh, got to give him credit. And then Brian Dayball, year one, uh, getting it done right now in New York. All right, one more game to go. I still don't know what to do with this one, Tony, because the Cowboys, if you just look at at rosters and, and look at the season, they're, they're the better team. But Tom Brady has never lost to Dallas. You got that. How about they showed today Dallas hasn't won a road playoff game since Tom Brady was a freshman in high school. How about that stat, Tony? 1993. Hell, you might have been still playing somewhere in the league or arena or something. Crazy. What were you doing in 1993, Tony? 1993, I just retired. Yeah, no. that's the last time the Cowboys won a game in the uh, road game. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so what do you do? What, I mean, do you take the the home team with the GOAT that had a losing record that looked bad all year, or do you take this Cowboys team with all the talent who can't win a, a road playoff game historically but also kind of struggled down the stretch? Dak Prescott's thrown interceptions in like what is it, seven, eight games in a row, something like that. What do you do? I'm gonna tell you, man, it's not looking good for the Cowboys. The way they played uh, last week against the Commanders, I mean, come on, man. I mean, you you just, you don't want to finish uh, your season in the the way they played uh, uh, Washington the, the last game that they played. But anyway, I, I just I just can't see it. I mean, you know, you're going into Tampa, you're going against Tom Brady. Uh, Tampa Bay's got a pretty good defense, man. So they're going to put the pressure on on Dak, and I just, I just can't see Cowboys winning. I, you know, I, I don't think they would win if they're even playing a, if they're playing at home the way they're playing right now. And, huh. and again, you got Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to. If this is not his last season, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> This has got to be his last season. It does, but then again, he just broke his own record for most completions in a season. Like, he keeps breaking records every year. Can you retire when you're still breaking records? It's incredible, man. I, I just don't want to see him go out on a bad note. I, I think, he, I think yeah. he'll, 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 he'll win uh, tonight, but I, I just can't see them uh, getting, getting by the Eagles or Eagles. Well, next week, the winner of this game would play in San Francisco. Right. And be a pretty big underdog, probably. Yeah, I don't see them getting by San Fran. No way. Alright, speaking of next week, let's run down uh, some games real quick, Tony. So, Jaguars, after that huge comeback, now their gift is to go to Arrowhead. You know, can they hang with Kansas City? The line I've already seen is like I think it's eight, maybe started at nine, down to eight. So, can the Jags make it a game in Arrowhead against Kansas City? 
I think they can. I, I mean, I think I think they can make it a good. I, but I'm gonna tell you what, they can't go in there and, and play like they played against uh, the Chargers uh, in the first half because that's that's a, a Mahomes to kill them. Uh, so. And Mahomes, if they're up 27, they'll keep scoring in the second half. They're not going to let you come back. So. <laughs> you better believe that. So they cannot play the way they played last week. Now, here's the thing. I think they can hang with them, uh, uh, and, but the, the kid can't throw any interceptions. Yeah. That, that's not, they're going to have to be turnover free uh, in order to hang with Mahomes, man, because Mahomes is gonna, he's going to capitalize on your mistakes. and He's got too many weapons. He still has a lot of weapons on, on offense, so. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't think the Jaguars can win. Bills. Bills. Bengals. Uh, awesome matchup. I mean, just so many stars on the offensive side of the ball for those teams, and uh, you give the Bills a slight edge at home. But Tony, uh, you, you, th- you could could you see the Bengals going in there uh, to Buffalo and beating uh, the Bills? If they protect Burroughs, that's the only way. They they have to protect him. If they if if if, if, if the Bills get to him and get to him early. It'll frustrate them, but if they don't get to him, I mean, they they have the they have the potential to hang with the the Bills. You know, you they can they can go toe to toe with them. And, and again, you know, you know, you watch Josh Allen; he's a great quarterback, but he's make he, he can make some mistakes too because he's a gunslinger. He he takes chances. So there's going to be times that he he will make some mistakes, but I think I think it'll be a great game. Uh, a great game to watch. I, I, I really think the, the Bills will pull it out in the end uh, for the simple fact that they, they, they got, they're playing for a lot. Uh, it's been a long time since Buffalo been been to the Super Bowl. It's been a long time since Buffalo's never won a Super Bowl because they never won. <laughs> <laughs> you like to remind Bills fans of that quite a bit, right? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I tell you what, it ain't no fun when I, as a as an Eagles hater, that's one card I had to play for like all of my football watching life uh, for Eagles fans, and then they finally won one, Tony, and <laughs> I got nothing to say now. So you better hope the Bills don't win one. <laughs> no, I, I kind of hope they do, man. I feel I feel I'm feeling bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and it sounds like on the NFC side, Tony, you 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 don't think the Giants can knock off the Eagles and. Sounds like you like the Niners to beat either the uh, the boys or Bucks next week. So you like those top two seeds in the NFC? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that 49er Philly game because that, yeah. that's going to be uh, one of the games to watch. I mean, the, the, they got pretty Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> Can't possibly take those guys to the Super Bowl. Uh, it, it's going to be tough. I, I don't think they will. I think Philly will, will, will last. In the end, but we're talking about this, and it hasn't even popped up yet. Who knows? Philly might not even make it. 49ers might not even make it. Who knows who's going to be in the NFC Championship game? The, it, it'll probably be Philly and, and 49 <laughs> Well, the games have been awesome. We just hope that trend continues because it was uh, a lot of fun to watch Saturday night and on Sunday, and uh, one more to go tonight right here on Pirate Radio. Tony likes the Bucks uh, to knock off the Cowboys tonight. Cowboys are a three-point favorite total at 45 and a half so they've met uh week one tony and the bucks smothered dallas in that game uh i believe Dak got hurt in that game but 19 to 3 was that score and uh the bucks really did look good the rest of the way after that so how many what kind of points do you think we'll see tonight total at 45 is it high scoring is it low scoring again I, I, I still think it'll be a low-scoring game. Dallas has a good defense. That's, that's something that that's going to keep them in the game. Is is their defense? I just I just don't think the, 
the way Dak is playing right now. And, you know, who knows? He might have had a bad day. It might, you know, he get out of the system. But I just I just can't see them going into Tampa and beating, beating Tom Brady down there because it's, it's, it's just going to be too hard. Who, whoever makes uh, the most mistakes tonight, and that's probably in every game, but the mistakes is going to be the key tonight. And, and in different situations, I just think Tom Brady's going to pull it out. Tony, uh, I'm sure you spent sat- What's that? A low-scoring game. Low-scoring game. All right. Uh, I'm sure you watched the Hula Bowl on Saturday, right? I sure did. Some of it. All right. Cool. I was, that was kind of a gotcha question. I thought you were going to say, what's the Hula Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> How about Holden Naylor's uh, MVP? And, and we talked to Noah Henderson earlier today, the big offensive lineman. He was in that game representing east carolina as well but sounds like they got a lot of good networking done tony uh doing those interviews with coaches with scouts things like that and then uh the icing on the cake was that good performance during the actual game yeah it's a great look for him man i mean that's a it's, it's a, almost like an interview you know so i i, I think he'll he'll do he'll do well with i'm pretty sure he'll, he'll be at the combine uh you know, I, he has a chance. Just like what we talked about earlier, it's just situations, man. If he can get in the right situation, who knows what he can do in the NFL. You know what I mean? Tony, do you remember um, back when you were being looked at by teams, did you get asked, like, weird non-football questions back then? It wasn't that, that like it is now. You know, we it was all about football. We, we didn't take what, that exam that they took us. Some the, kind of exam that the Wonder Lick. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't take. <laughs> we, we we didn't do none of that. Not when I was coming up. I got an opportunity to go uh, to the combine, uh, and that was great. So, you know, you know, just meeting all the guys. My my roommate was. Uh, you got through this. Howie Long was my roommate. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so it, it was it was a lot of fun going and. And I know Holden, I'm pretty sure, uh, what's the receiver? I think he's going, too. Uh, C.J. Johnson announced on his social media that he was going. Yeah, he's going. He's going. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, man, with C.J., it's, it's the same thing. He has the potential. He has the size. He has the speed. He has the hands to make it uh, to, to be a good uh, uh, NFL receiver. It's just, again, his opportunity and where where he's going to get picked up at, yeah. picked up at, and, you know what round he's going to go in. It's just a lot of things they're going through. But both both guys, I, I, I wish them well, and, and it's all about opportunity now. Tony Collins joining us. Uh, I tell you, back next time you're in studio, we need to have uh, Chandler, who is a former long snapper who could still make it to the NFL one day, and Tony, <laughs> former uh, you know Pro Bowler do the wonder lick uh since tony you were never able to do it when so i hate that you missed it oh, oh, you, oh, the, the, you know the questions to the wonder lick? yeah i'm sure i could google i could find some questions <laughs> <laughs> all right tony good stuff man thanks for joining us what are you up to what are you doing these days just chilling man right now getting ready to head out to new orleans uh, in a few weeks yeah all right we'll talk more about that uh at some point but tony thanks for joining us man appreciate it and uh have a good week all right Clinton, too, bud. see you man there is touchdown tony collins never got to do the wonder lick missed out on it i've done one of those like online wonder licks before
think i'd be all right i think teams would like me yeah i just uh i just googled it googled it up and there's a bunch of links to different assessments that you can take and uh so i might have to do that just for fun uh a take-home self wonderlick test yeah all right let's uh get a break in when we return we'll hear what mike schwartz had to say following ecu's loss to south florida also make you a winner open up the booty bag it's all ahead on pirate radio live interesting name but it's all right there in the name we're pirate radio and this show is live do you not believe me i'll hold up a newspaper do we have a newspaper i'll hold up the date yeah how do i prove that this show is live we have uh we usually get a daily reflector every day all right well i'll I'll do that if people need to uh to verify there needs to be a confirmation we have a newspaper from the day we'll hear what schwartz had to say and more when we return after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at ECU for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL, and here's Clip. And thank you, Shirley. And thank you for putting in a hard day's work, Chandler Hennicutt. As always, Mr. Blue Collar. Have y'all heard of Santa Claus? Sure. Yes, I have. Have you heard of Santa Ono? Uh, no. No. Oh, no? Oh, no. Santa Ono, president of Michigan? No. He just got off the phone with Jim Harbaugh 34 minutes ago, and Jim shared with him that he is going to remain the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. Let's go. Let's go. So, Jim Harbaugh will be on the sidelines when East Carolina takes on the Michigan Wolverines. All right. According to to Santa. To Santa Ono. Santa's coming to town. I wonder if people sat on his lap and said, we want Jim Harbaugh for Christmas to remain uh, our head coach. Hop on up here and let me know what you want. (laughs) We want Jim Harbaugh to win a playoff game. Sorry, kid best i can do is bring him back as the head coach best i can do is uh here here's a pair of Jawan howard shorts from 1992 so uh jim harbaugh back uh pirates not back when it comes to basketball uh, 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 uh. they lose yesterday 81 to 70 no javon small so uphill battle for the pirates quentin debunje career high had a big one 18 for ecu including a thunderous mm. Big time slam jam Jimmy Jam Jam Burger. Which was an answer to one that South Florida had. South Florida had just had one. And then Quentin DeBunje went to the other side of the court and said, Watch me do this. Hey, watch this. 
we had uh there was a few jams on each side yesterday mm-hmm. in that game uh but not enough on the pirate side another good one from brandon johnson 16 points 12 rebounds but just two for eight from three caleb account maybe his best game in a while playing for the injured javon small 11 points had five assists in the game for east carolina yeah and um in that game yesterday and ezra uh asar uh probably it's got to be his the most quietest game he's had all year he had a rough one uh only three points for him he only did, 17 minutes oh, so only uh he got four rebounds uh and a steal but three points is definitely his uh season low he kept getting yanked out of the game and being talked to by mike schwartz yeah and i've seen that multiple times uh especially when i'm down in the lower bowl there was one <laughs> there was one game it was either the temple or the ucf game mike schwartz was absolutely chewing ezra Sars ear off and uh, i i think it's just you know a freshman making freshman mistakes and uh mike schwartz doing the best he can to uh to coach him up and help him develop as a, as a player i really think he's going to be a special basketball player for this ecu uh ecu basketball program but speaking of mike schwartz things got chippy yesterday <laughs> uh and and just and there was one time where players got into it and but it kind of dispersed quickly but there was one time where i see mike schwartz as we've seen him a lot this year barking at somebody usually it's the ref maybe it's one of his players this time it was to south florida's head coach brian gregory i didn't see it but uh i saw some comments on it uh, while i was looking at twitter during the game and apparently uh mike schwartz was like almost in usf's huddle during a play like there's a coaching box which is rarely used uh as a an official but apparently and and i remember the cincinnati game watching it at aj's uh, after trivia chandler and mike schwartz is at half court talking to his guys mm. so i guess he got way too close to the usf side and uh he was given a warning but after that him and brian gregory were kind of talking yeah, back and forth. talking back and forth it kind of got awkward there i was ready to see what the interaction would be like uh post game they did shake hands and went through the line and then afterwards they kind of each circled around and then talked to each other and gave a each other a pat on the back and you know went on with their yeah i mean i think schwartz was in the wrong there from what i read if he was that much you know close to them yeah uh pirates will be back in action at temple but uh let's recap this one against south florida 80 to 81 to 70 here was mike schwartz after the game uh, great, great respect for Coach Gregory and the uh, South Florida program. And, um, you know, they just, uh, in the second half, we were not able to stay with them. I give a ton of credit to Tyler Harris and Russell Tachua for controlling the game, uh, particularly on offense. They both, uh, especially, obviously, Harris in the second half. And uh, Tachua was, was difficult for us to deal with the whole game. And we just weren't able to string enough uh, stops together to keep the game close in the second half. I think we took a a brief lead in the second half after being down at halftime. We did not finish the first half well. I thought we came out in the second half and, you know, we're playing a little bit better. But, uh, you know, once South Florida got control of the game, I thought uh, I thought Harris in particular and, and, and Tachua inside and just their team as, as a ball club, they did a great job and we weren't able to get it any closer. Uh, freshmen in particular, but 
look, you give South Florida all the credit. They got guys that can shoot the ball. Harris can really shoot. Miguel can really shoot. Boggs comes in off the bench. He hits two. He can really shoot. Uh, our guys knew they could really shoot. We told our guys where Harris would shoot the ball from. But until players start to understand how important scouting report is, how important shooter defense is, uh, again, we play Cincinnati. Landers Nolly makes two shots to start the game. Are those the two shots that beat us? I don't know, but I do know this. That gets momentum going for a team. Harris, we had done a pretty solid job in the first half. We give Harris a one-pass three off of a driving kick, driving kick play, which we were adamant not to do, and we had done a good job executing in the first half. But the minute you let your guard down in this league, especially versus a great coach team, a really good team with good players, you're going to get punched in the face. And Harris got going, and then you got other guys that come in the game, and they were expecting them to follow scouting report, follow you got to know who you're guarding. You can't have a hand down versus someone that's a lethal shooter. And Boggs catches and knocks a shot in, and we have a, a low hand. And, you know, th that's on us. That's on us, and we're going to fix it. I thought Luigi was dynamic, and, and it, we didn't make that change to go big because of South Florida. We made that change because Javon Small is out, and it, just because you lose a point guard, it's not just about plug and play because now everybody shifts down a position, so now some bigs have to play a little bit more on the perimeter or you got to play guys that maybe aren't as comfortable handling the ball. So you either try and do it and continue to do the same thing with guys that aren't really comfortable playing when you don't have a guy like Javon that can create for other people. You're asking other people to create. So what we did was we said, well, let's go big a little bit. Let's play a little zone. Let's see what it looks like for us. I thought we played five possessions of zone, I think. They scored one time. So I thought that that was a positive. But our offense struggles a little bit when we, we have that lineup. You know, we slid Brandon Johnson down to the three. I mean, he was at the small forward. Ezra was at the four, and Luigi was at the five. So we went big, hoping we could do something on the offensive glass. You know, we didn't shoot the ball great, but we had 16 offensive rebounds. But, you know, again, you, you, you can't, I'm going to always say this, you guys know how we're hopeful to build this program, and that's with our defense. And until, it doesn't matter if you're a freshman or a senior, if defense isn't going to be where you hang your hat, it's not going to be, it's not going to work for you here. Uh, you know, I think any time you see a player, you know, basically just get banged up at the end of the game, Cincinnati, and, you know, Javon had just played his best game he had in four or, so, four or five games, you know, you start to immediately think because the medical has to do their thing and make sure that they do the, the proper protocol and tests and whatnot. So you immediately start to think about it. Uh, you know, RJ's been pretty banged up here, and, and that's why RJ hasn't been able to practice consistently. So he's fighting through it. He's such a tough kid. But we knew we were a little banged up, so we, we got at it pretty quick in terms of thinking what might we have to do if we don't have Javon. Potentially, we didn't know if we would have RJ either. And so we went with some different things. We obviously put the zone in, uh, you know, which we had worked on prior. It's not like we just threw it in, you know. But in terms of using it in a game and using an offense that you can play with basically – some non-guards out there, three guards that you're not really looking to handle the basketball a lot. We had to, to try and put some stuff, and we'll keep, we'll keep our head down and keep working and get better at it. You 
Yeah, I thought they did a good job and very proud of what Caleb did. I mean, Caleb, you could see, got more and more comfortable as the game went, and he was going versus savvy veteran. I mean, I've seen Tyler Harris play since he was in high school. When he was in Memphis, I saw him and we coached against him where I was at, at, you know, when I was at Tennessee. So I've seen him. I know what kind of player he is, and he's a dynamic guard. He's one of the best there is in this league. And you look at Caleb, he's going up against someone that's been in college. He's a senior. He's been at three different programs. And I thought Caleb fought. I thought Caleb fought his tail off. He ran our offense. He got aggressive scoring when he needed to. I think you saw some of his youth late when we were down. You know, it was a real long shot. If we could get back in, we're down 10. And he took a couple quick shots. And that's where he's got to learn, hey, you got to keep driving the basketball, see if we can get to the free throw line, see if we could do some offense, defense substitutions to trap and get some turnovers, which we did. But he's going to keep going. I'm proud of him, proud of Jaden Walker, proud of Luigi, what he did with the minutes. And I thought Quentin really gave us some good stuff on offense as well. Uh, you know, I, give Chua a lot of credit. I think Chua is one of the best bigs in the league. Um, but no different than Javon, no different than Brandon, no different than anybody that has some success on film. When teams scout, they're going to attack your weaknesses. They're going to try and make it harder on you. Or if you have a strength, they're going to go extra effort to take it away. We saw Cincinnati do that with Brandon on the glass. I mean, teams are going to try and really keep Brandon off the glass. He's a really good rebounder. And they did a nice job at Cincinnati. I thought Brandon had a great job on the glass today. He ends up with 12 rebounds and five offensive rebounds. I mean, that's really good. Ezra, whatever he's done well, teams are going to attack that, and they're going to attack his weaknesses. So how he prepares is going to, be, is going to equate to the success he has. In terms of understanding that, whether it's scouting report, whether it's preparation, you don't get a lot of time this time of year. You get one day of practice, maybe two. You have to shrink it up a little bit because of time and games and, and fatigue. Then you're talking about being a little shorthanded. So if you don't have a good practice or you don't practice well, that is really going to show when the lights come on. And I thought that was maybe a little bit of a byproduct today in terms of our last couple of practices for Ezra. Mike Schwartz, I'll tell you this, one of the best question answerers in all of college basketball. Uh, diagnosing what happened yesterday in the loss to South Florida. We were talking about Schwartz and Gregory and Schwartz getting that coach's box warning. Uh, John Moody said there was a time yesterday during the game I saw both coach, uh, both coaches in the same camera shot when we were playing in front of USF's uh, in their bench. So Mike Schwartz uh, was uh, utilizing the sideline and uh, maybe utilizing it a little too much yesterday during the game all right shirley let's start this week off with a winner by opening up the booty bag booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere monday 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 what are we giving away on this monday how about lunch for two at tiebreakers lunch for two at tiebreakers can be yours awesome spot to watch the monday night football game tonight ECU basketball uh, this week or uh, football this weekend or just hang out anytime. 317-1250. What caller are you looking for? I'm going to go with caller number four. Caller four, 317-1250. Tiebreakers. It can be yours if you are the lucky caller. We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. And congratulations to Steve Hill of Greenville. He won uh, lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Last night, I fell asleep during the Bengals game, woke up to see the last Ravens drive, and in nearly a amazing Hail Mary finish. Um, that was very similar to Jim Harbaugh throwing a Hail Mary for the Colts and them losing to the Steelers in the playoffs. Last night, it was John Harbaugh coaching the Ravens, nearly uh, ending in a Hail Mary, but again, ball goes off the fingers of Prochet incomplete um but after that i watched the last of us now you guys aren't gamers i've heard of the game but i've never played it i'm in the same surely if we were in the water right now in some sort of water-like <laughs> vessel say a boat we would be in that boat together okay um but i watched the show and it was awesome i really liked it so if you haven't played the game don't let that scare you away from the show uh it was good the first episode it is on my list of things to watch uh right now i am trying to bring myself to watch willow uh the series on disney because i was a huge fan of the movie uh with uh val kilmer uh in that uh in that role but uh i have just not had the time to sit down i mean i i sat down long enough on sunday because i watched a lot of football i watched all three games uh yesterday but i just typically i don't sit down for long periods of time to watch television and if i do it's usually because there's a football game on so i've got to get myself into the habit of checking out willow but the last of us is on my list of things to see charlotte uh chandler i'd love to know what's on your list of things to watch I, I didn't know I was supposed to have a list. You're not. I, I didn't have a list. I know you don't. <laughs> you know what I'm watching heavy, though, right now? <laughs> what are you watching heavy? Oh, please, let this us This is know. not low-key. This is heavy. <laughs> Home Improvement. <laughs> oh! I don't think now, so, Tim. Now, that is a great show. I do enjoy that show. Oh, speaking of which, Shirley, oh, 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 I, was, did, I don't oh, know if I brought it up. Did I bring up Veronica, Veronica Mars on the air? Not on the air, but you did talk to me about it off the air off the air yes um another great thing about that show is they have a lot of people featured that either went on to be stars or that were previous stars Mm -hmm. they had two out of the three maybe all of them but i recognize two out of the three uh home improvement kids on that show the middle jtt jonathan taylor thomas and then the older kid 
was also oh, uh, on that show. Brad. Zachary Ty Bryan was his well, name. There you go. <clears throat> but anyway, oh, I, God, thought, I can't believe I wow, remember that's, that. That's impressive. Wow. Yeah. Like my sister used to get those magazines, so she had. Um, oh yeah, Tiger Beat and Bob. And, she had the like. Um, uh, what do you call uh, it? Uh, the full page spread, the uh, middle. What is it called? The uh, centerfold. Uh, or centerfold, whatever, yeah. Of like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and you put that on the wall and stuff. Well, Tiger Beat was one of my favorite magazines, but I loved Bob, and I will tell you why. <laughs> this is such a girl thing. Um, Tiger Beat the pictures that you would get in the in the magazine the paper was very very flimsy and of course you know back in those days you bought those magazines so you get the pictures put them up on your wall well the problem is is that the tape would tear those paper uh, those pages very very easily because the paper was so thin you wanted to get the bop magazines because the paper was thicker and it would not tear as easily hmm there you go there was a method to our madness there's a tip for those going back in time <laughs> to get those magazines you, you want to talk about there was a time that if you walked into my bedroom you could not tell what color my walls were painted because you couldn't see <laughs> what wall what yeah, you couldn't see the paint it was covered in you know posters coming up tonight chandler we may have uh similar viewing taste you gonna check out the mannings i am because on the mannings is prime time time. dan campbell dan campbell after coming off a pretty impressive uh season with the detroit lions he's going to be on there as well and and teddy brewski a styler a crier a cry i had something in my head a styler a profiler and a crier yeah campbell's the crier I guess Teddy Bruschi profiles football and a player. A styler, a profiler, and a crier. Cryler. That didn't work. Didn't work in my head. Didn't work in real life either. But sometimes those things happen. That's why you got to throw it all out there. See what works. You just got to take risks sometimes. You got to risk. You're right. Trial and error. That is correct. Uh, Dallas and Tampa, the wild card weekend finale, the season finale of Peyton and Eli coming up tonight. Chandler, if you... If we're doing ECU, say we do ECU-Michigan watch-along next year. Uh-huh. Three guests. Who would be your three watch-along guests that are realistic and would also be awesome? I would go... Um, so you're, you're talking anybody. I would probably go Dave Portnoy because he's a Michigan guy. <laughs> okay. Um, I would probably go... Vince McMahon. What? Okay, I understand that these would be huge names, but do you really want to talk to these people? Dave Portnoy, yes. Maybe. Um, what would a conversation between you and Vince McMahon sound like? I don't know. He'd probably <laughs> tell me I was fired. Um, what, did it, what did they... What was that one wrestler? Desmond you- Howard. Yeah, uh, I thought about Desmond Howard. There was a wrestler, I think, that called Jeff Charles a pencil-necked geek once. And for some reason, that is the phrase that came to mind when he asked that question about what Vince McMahon would say to You pencil-necked geek. So on your watch-along, ECU, Michigan, you got all Michigan people? Mm-hmm. For, I, I tried to get an East Carolina guy, but you're like, shot that down quick. for our for our pirate radio watch along it's just all michigan folks 
All right, fine. I asked you the let's question get, and you answered let's it. Let's get Sandra Bullock on. <laughs> now, if you could do that, that would be a watch-along of all watch-alongs because she is wildly entertaining. I'd probably get Chris Johnson. Sandra, what what role did you not get that you regret? And wish you could go back and do a better job in auditioning for that role. Sandra, what's your role of a lifetime? You want to replace Chris Johnson with somebody? He wouldn't. I mean, I don't know. He has his own podcast. This now. is your list. I noticed my kiss wasn't on your list. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd go uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. A lot of Michigan folks. Uh, Clip, a lot of famous alumni. Clip, we need to take a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We'll wrap it up here on a, a Monday. 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 Chris says we're watching Dennis Ray Stallings riding or walking in Wilson. I don't know what any of that means. What does that mean? What does that even mean? Anybody? No idea. All right. Take a break. Come back. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, the stock market was not open today due to Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, but it closed on Friday at up 112 points as far as the Dow goes at 34,302. NASDAQ was ahead 78 points at 11,079. The S&P was up 15 points and 3,000 at 3,999. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. All right, Cowboys, Bucks tonight. Pirate Radio will have live play-by-play action. Chandler, who you got? Man, um... I don't know. Just it's, this is a beat up Tampa Bay offensive line. Now I did see they getting Ryan Jensen back from this game. What, that would be crazy because I thought he had like a major injury. It was in preseason, so he could have made it. Seven hours ago, the Bucks activated Ryan Jensen, so wow. he was he was out. Yeah, preseason injury. Yeah, could give it a go tonight. Well, and if that uh, if that is true, and he does give it a go, that will be a big boost uh, for Tampa offensively up front. But you, I think they're still out. Tristan Wirth, uh, their second year man out of uh, uh, Iowa, I believe, uh, left tackle. Uh, and I can just see Micah Parsons uh, breathing down Tom Brady's neck all night. And uh, I think I'm going to go Cowboys. I think Cowboys are going to get it done tonight uh, solely uh, based on defense. So, All right. That's, uh, Charlie, who you got? Um, I'm going with the Cowboys. I, it, that was very difficult for me to say. I hate it. 
that now we're all going to I'm, I'm picking dallas this feels kind of like my vikings pick that didn't go well because I, i've seen what i've seen in the bucks they're not good and if the cowboys put it together for a night they can certainly win but they haven't put together put it together in a long time and i and i feel guilty not only for picking the cowboys because i've grown to hate the cowboys but also picking them in the playoffs which they have on the road on the road so but i'm sticking with it i'm sticking with my pick and i'm going with the dallas cowboys they could win the first road playoff game of your life that has not happened in your lifetime chandler uh and it didn't happen but before like five years before i was even born correct 93 so yeah We'll see you fine folks Tuesday at 3 o'clock with an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live for Shirley Rhodes, the Chan Man. I'm Clip Brock. We'll talk to you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.